Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. international live event. It's my special pleasure and honor to welcome back Steve Quell. Steve Quell's uh, website is stevequell.com, Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. And before I bring Steve on, let me make a couple announcements. Uh, We are officially on American Voice Radio Network satellite, now Monday through Friday, and WWCR shortwave. And uh, for those of you that are on road right now, or will be going on before the end of this show, uh, you can just dial 917 889-2745, and uh, you can listen to the program uh, from anywhere that you've got a cell phone connection. Without further ado, let's get uh, Steve on the line. Stand by. Steve, how are you tonight, my friend? Good, Bruce. Up here in Bozeman, Montana, and we're, you know, on the outskirts of a blizzard or maybe in the fullness of a blizzard pretty soon, but, uh, you know, nothing changes in Montana except the weather every minute, so (laughs) I'm watching the, the snowstorm blow in. But I think tonight we're going to talk about is so critical to everyone that I'd really, really encourage them to ponder what we're going to speak of and take it to prayer. I've been on talk radio now for on my own program for 15 years, three years prior to that, so a long time. And I've always said to everyone, take everything you hear, me say or anybody else say for that matter, to the Lord in prayer. If you don't know Jesus, he's the only one that can tell you what the truth really is. Because in America, but actually in the whole world at large, lies are now the order of the day. When Jesus said the whole world lies in the evil one, I think some people believe that that, that, that they have a giant bed and they all sleep together with Satan. That may be true in one realm. But lies are the order of the day. So everything that's truth is no longer accepted. But everything that's false or virtual or uh, looks like the truth, it's designed to uh, trap our minds into a realm that God wants to set us free from. 
And Bruce, tonight I want to start with Matthew 12, 24, 29, because tonight's subject matter is a, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And just as American homes are absolutely in dire uh, distress and divorce, uh, uh, abandonment by one spouse or the other, children absolutely in so many cases not having any idea what the history of the United States was, an orchestrated effort has been underway for probably, I would say, since the 50s, the late 50s, to destroy the house, the home that God wanted to establish for his creation. You know, Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. So the household of faith, which Paul refers to, is talking about the cohesive nature of God's plan for mankind. Obviously, with a sexual revolution of which I was a poster child for until Jesus set me free, and all of the things that have come down, the Women's Live movement, now you've got all of the different things that are, are playing against and prying apart the, the quote-unquote Christian marriages, which, by the way, are the same now. I think they even exceed the non-Christian world in as far as how many Christians are getting divorced. There seems to be a lack of understanding anymore of the word covenant in the land. And a covenant is a promise that God makes, and when God makes a covenant, he makes a covenant based on who he is. And when he says, behold, he is the Lord that changes not, if you listen to some people that are saying that God says this, God says that, and, and making God's nature change, it's one thing to hear from the Lord or hear wrong, but it's another thing to change or try and change the nature of God. It's like two people married to two other spouses saying that God told them to divorce their spouses and get together. That usually isn't the way it works. So the point is, is that I'm saying usually, I would say with 100% of the time, having seen so many wrecked marriages, no, I don't even know why I'm going here to start with, but it must be important. By the way, I'd like to report the lady that we prayed for, that I asked to contact me, has contacted me. She went to Dave Wilkerson's church last week. God bless you, my sister Kay. And, and absolutely is having a breakthrough in her life. So I also I want to speak to the, the armed forces, the servicemen overseas, and any place that are listening to my voice. I want to pray for them right now, Bruce, because they follow orders. But what they don't understand is what goes on behind the scenes that make those orders to be followed. We were subjected this week to a Chinese submarine-launched ballistic missile. Uh, there's a former NORAD general who validated it. There are eyewitnesses off Catalina Island. I'm very familiar with Catalina. I've dove all over the island, scuba dive. I got my certification there almost, I don't know, 40 years ago when I was 19. And so I'm really familiar, and I'm also familiar with the world of black ops that take place in that part of the world. That means secret operations, secret bases, and a lot of stuff that most people won't even acknowledge taking place. I won't go there tonight, but I will share this, that never in the history of the United States, even with a controlled mainstream press and mind-controlling electro or psycho-electronic control, mind control being uh, uh, waging war against us 24-7, have so many people lost any type of critical thinking skills as they have in this generation. When you've got multiple witnesses stating they saw a missile rise out of the water, and some of the eyewitness testimony said they could even read uh, the uh, characters on the missile. For instance, if you look at U.S. missiles, they usually have U.S. whatever on them, or uh, Chinese or Russian. So the point is, is that the thing that is really critical right now is, is that the entire world changed last week. It changed in a way that very few people can even grasp it. I find that because of ignorance, ignorance dominates most people's fear. 
in the whole preparedness mindset of which Joseph in the Bible and Noah exemplified, and Joseph, uh, the, the, the husband of Mary, Mary the mother of Jesus, going down into Egypt, they all were prepared. They were all warned of God to prepare to go where he would send them at the time he wanted them there. So the thing that I'm saying to the armed services tonight, and I really want to pray, Bruce, and I want to bind our heart, is, is that I, I, I was impressed before going on the show with you tonight to pray for them, that God would supernaturally, especially our Christian brothers and sisters in the military, that God would cover them. Now, a lot of people hate the military. Yes. I do not. Okay, I have some of the most wonderful friends, you know, in the military. I don't, and I want to make this clear, I love the United States of America that was a republic, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and rights and justice for all, okay? And I'm saying that from the context, the day we started accepting Afro-Americans, this isn't a racist statement, it's a realistic statement, the day we quit uh, uh, or started accepting a, a, a modifier in front of Americans, we began to be a divided house. And, you know, a divide and conquer has always been the, the way it's done in every historic civilization of the world. And so when Jesus said a house divided against itself cannot stand and will not stand, we will not stand. And we're going to get to the wars coming on our soil because the wars are already here. The TSA, let's just call it what it is, total sexual assault. That's the right. control that's there, that people are no longer even, they don't even own their bodies. Their DNA is, is mutagenically being distorted. And I don't give a, uh, a rat's uh, whisker what people say. Anybody that doesn't understand what x-rays do as far as ionizing radiation, Radiation and that x-rays and ionizing radiation are cumulative, meaning the more dosage you get, the more cellular damage. And I'm of, uh, uh, let's just say this, I'm privy to some information that leads me to believe by the people that know what goes on behind the scenes, that even though, if you will, the rheostat or the uh, amount of dosage that's claimed is far different than what's giving, being given. I believe it is a massive attack, assault against the sterilization of the United States of America. Absolutely. I believe it's, and, and I say this, and listen, anybody, I would just say everybody tonight, you pray about my motive for, for uh, before you start sending me your emails, but people do not understand that this is a total assault to the death against them. And the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. But I want to pray right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, first yes, of all, Bruce and I agree in spirit yes, with all those that know what spiritual warfare is. We bind the strong man. Father, we bind every lying spirit. We bind every seducing yes. spirit. We bind every spirit of, of uh, virtual reality. And, Lord, we ask that you block that so that every hearing ear that is listening to this broadcast at this point in time and any point in time would be Free to hear what's said, Lord. The, the cry of the Father's heart, Almighty God, is to go out in the highways and byways and bid those who believe they're outside the grace of God to welcome them back into the Father's kingdom. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to cover every fighting man and woman that loves you, Lord, with the blood of Jesus, if they're deployed nationally, internationally, or internally. I pray, Lord, that as you have so instructed me to pray for them, that we pray for them, and, Lord, that you will protect them, keep them out of harm's way. And, Lord, the traps that are set both by the enemy and by those in authority over them who do not serve you, Lord, or serve the best interests of the freedom that they've sworn to uphold. I pray, God, for the discerning of spirits for every man and woman in America's fighting force to be able to tell, Lord, what is of you and what isn't. And, Lord, I ask that every trap 
that has been set against the U.S. military fighting men and women, Lord, would absolutely blow up on the enemy, whether it be the Taliban or whether it be the yes. orders given from traitorous generals and, and traitorous uh, uh, public officials who have control over men and women's lives. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for the spirit of truth, the person of Jesus, to come forth in this broadcast tonight and touch the hearts of your people. Encourage your people, Lord. They're so frightened, so fearful, some so apathetic, some so just don't care about anything except their next paycheck. God, please move in your people's hearts tonight. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we loose the spirit of truth. We loose the spirit of the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We loose the power of God. And, Lord, I ask for miracles in every single life that needs a miracle, and a miracle of healing, God, a miracle of restoration, a miracle of reconciliation, a miracle of revelation, a miracle of just how much you love your, your creation that the enemy is working overtime to destroy. And, Father, you said the gates of hell will not prevail because you've given us the keys of the kingdom, and the keys of the kingdom are binding and loosing. And so in Jesus' name, Satan, we bind you away from the ears of all those who are listening for the next 24 hours and also those who listen to this broadcast at any time in the future so that they can hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And, Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit's conviction. Without the conviction of the Holy Ghost, I'd be eternally damned, Lord, as would everyone who's listening, Lord. But, Father, you and your mercy have held out the blood of a lamb. And, Lord, your word declares that it is through the blood of a lamb, Lord, the word of our testimony, that and loving not our lives unto death, that we can conquer. And, Father, your word also said that, behold, you've given us power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. Lord, if there's anything I would ask you for tonight, is first and foremost a revelation of how great your love is for your creation that you sent Jesus, the Son of the Almighty God, to come and die for us that we might live forever. And, Father, the second thing is that you would reveal to your people that if they will rise up and believe in faith, the authority that you've given to us in Jesus' name, all things are possible. And, Father, I ask for miracles tonight. I ask that you touch Greg Evenson's body. Thank you for saving him from the attack, Lord, that was against him today. Thank you for touching Romy's body. Thank you for touching Sue's body. Thank you, God, for miraculous intervention in James P.'s life. Thank you, Father, for miraculous intervention in, in Hawk's life and your protection around him. Thank you, Lord, for protecting the river pirate and for giving him a miraculous restoration of that which even his own government has tried to destroy him with. His life, Lord, create all things new. Lord, when you said in your word, behold, you make all things new, I believe we can appropriate that promise, Father. And Lord, you said greater things, just like the video on my website, Father, that shows a man who was dead, and a a doctor, even after being legally declared dead for 40 minutes, goes in and lays his hands on the guy and commands life to come back into him, and he's alive, Lord, because of the power of God. If there's anything, people, God, your people need, Lord, in this time, it's the revelation of how great thou art. And Father, in Jesus' name, grant unto those listening tonight supernatural protection. May everyone listening to my voice who loves you be at the right place at the right time. Make them invisible, but Lord, rise up within them. Show them, Lord, that you can even take a Gideon in a wine press hiding out. You can take him and make him a general in your army. Father, raise up the Deborahs, and Father, from what I've seen, there are more Deborahs out there, and and, and uh, the women of God are, are willing to take on the stuff that the men of God only flee from. Please change that, Lord, because 
because the women of God want so desperately for the men of God, whether they're husbands or they're preachers or they're pastors or they're teachers, to stand up and be men. Father, we've become a nation of eunuchs. We've become a nation now, literally, Lord, and, and I don't mean any offense by this, but Father... We are a nation that's literally having our private parts not only probed and ripped at, but, Lord, in essence, they're now they're scanning them so they make it ineffective even in the realm of natural procreation. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for the spirit of revelation and wisdom and the acknowledging of Jesus Christ to come into every heart and everyone's understanding that has ears to hear and eyes to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And if you're just uh, tuning in... You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. This is a live program with Steve Quill. Steve? Okay. What what I want to what I think is really critical is is that I, I believe that God is speaking loudly and clearly. You know the talks in, in the scripture about a famine in the land, not just for yes. food but for the word of God. But I've learned this that when you seek the Lord with all your heart, no matter what the situation is, he will be found. And see this is the thing. I think that people have basically uh conceded that the devil has more power than they do. That's why, Bruce, I commend you and I thank God that you have Pastor John. Kyle on and all the different brothers and people who have been ministering deliverance because I can tell you this, ask someone who's been set free by the power of Jesus' name if it's real or not. Amen. You know, obviously there's a a massive, massive testimony to God's grace and God's effectiveness in their life. But now let's talk about, too, if our body's the temple of the Holy Ghost, what is the purpose? And I believe our body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. There are people out there that send me emails, oh, isn't it great, Brother Quail, that the temple in Jerusalem is going to be built? I got news for you. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. It isn't great. What's going to happen is the Antichrist is going to come into the temple to fulfill the prophecy. Prophecies of Daniel, and it's also stated, you know, in the Word very clearly, where Jesus said, "I came, you received me not, but another yes. will come, claiming to be me, and him you will receive." And Bruce, so people need to get their heads readjusted by the Word of God, not by what I would call the uh, uh, milk of uh, madness that flows from the pulpits of uh, perdition. Again, the 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 Word of the Lord is so strong in, in Jeremiah against the false prophets and the false shepherds. And, you know, this is, a, this is something that's interesting. Do you realize that the people that seem to be putting up the biggest fuss aren't the people that know who they are, but they're the religious people? Trust me, I get Pharisee and Sadducee central daily, okay? Yes. And, and, and do you remember that Jesus was accused of casting out demons by the very power of the devil? I would like to share something with people. In all of Scripture, the definition of blasphemy of the Holy Ghost is attributing to the Holy Spirit that he's working by the power. In other words, saying the Holy Spirit is the devil. And I think you know that, Bruce, that that's the only time that Jesus said all manner of sin against the Father and the Son can be forgiven. But you better be careful about speaking out against the Holy Ghost. Cause once Absolutely. You basically have uh, uh, rebuked the, the spirit of grace and conviction, it's over, you know? And, I mean, I've actually known people like that. It doesn't matter if they call God by his Hebrew name, Yah, Yahweh, Yavah. If they don't know him and that contrary to his word, the name of God is not going to protect them. Jesus said, many will come saying, I am the Christ, and deceive many. Okay, well, listen, that's, that's going on daily, you know. There's a lot of people saying, hey, 
this guy, Jesus, and I don't mean that disrespectful to our Lord, but there's the Christ, or they're claiming Maitreya is the Christ. So Christ is not the name. It's the name of Jesus. It's a power and authority. And I get, oh, Jesus is just the name of Zeus. I want you to know something. If anybody knows the history of the world, uh, let's say this, has studied it for three and a half decades and can honestly think that's an honest or even a statement that bears any reference to reality, they are absolutely smoking the wrong stuff, drinking the wrong stuff, or they've had their brain fried in a uh, in some type of a radiation containment chamber because That's it's right. just not true. It's just like this. The thing is, is that we are in a fight for our lives, okay? We're seeing right now, and by the way, I am now calling, and I think I'll be, you know, I'll just claim this, but what we're seeing now is the invasion of the body snatchers. And I don't mean that in the classic sense of a science fiction movie. I mean it in the sense of, look, the fact is, Bruce, you know, if, if, and let me ask you this. If you're in public, and some, and I, look, I'm trusting that everyone's an adult here. I'm not saying what I'm going to say to uh, titillate or to talk sexy, okay? But let me just say this. Any man that would sit by and allow his wife to be physically accosted or his daughter, I got news for you, you know? I, I can tell you this. I'd, I'd set records at, at, at doing whatever I could do to stop them because, in essence, they're assaulting not only my daughter or my, my wife, but they're assaulting the temple of God, okay? Amen. And see, we don't even care anymore. You know what makes me crazy? When I say that, it's not a negative confession. I, I, I'm trying to be tame in what I say tonight, okay? Because if I say the word, it pisses me off. I'll get all the do-gooders telling me that uh, you shouldn't say that on the radio. Well, I tell you what, they had better be offended now about TSA, total sexual agents, putting their hands down their pants. By the way, that thing's gone viral worldwide. I believe Drudge has had 14 million views of that story. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think it's weird to have the head of Department of Human Sacrifice, Janet Napolitano, and notice what I'm saying, Department of Human Sacrifice, everything that's being designed, it doesn't matter if it's a fusion centers or anything, is to not only keep track of you, but at the appropriate time to take you out. Bruce, that's it's right. time we quit coddling the devil and call it like it is. You know, someone says, oh, I can't wait for you to die. Well, I got news for you. That time is in God's hands, and all of our times are in the hands of the Lord. But listen, Amen. if the people of God don't get mad enough about the defamation of Jesus, if they don't get mad enough about the slaughter of the unborn, if they don't speak up and speak out, you know, I mean, listen, there are a lot of what I call uh, uh, keyboard warriors, okay? I know them, and a lot of them, you know, they think they're doing good by sending me massive uh, news stories they want me to put on my website. And I'll put them on if they're good. That's not the issue. But hiding behind names and anonymity, okay, it, somehow I, 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 here's a thing, I have a problem with that, okay? Here's what my problem is. Jesus said if we don't confess him before men, he won't confess him before our Father, That's which right. is in heaven. If we deny him, he'll deny us. And, and, you know, does it not dawn on all you anonymous people that the NSA and the NRO and every three- and four-letter agency knows every keystroke you make? Do you think they don't really know your ISP, even though you're using an anonymizer? Uh, you know, the point is, is that this is what is so telling and compelling. Then you've got Christians, Bruce, and now I'm getting on my roll, who go on Facebook, go on Twitter, go on all these social networking sites that have built a an intelligence profile on themselves, their family members, to such a degree that the boys all over the world just slap themselves and laugh, okay? 
That's right. We are so predictably sheep. I used to get mad when I would pray. I said, Lord, you said we're like all sheep, like a sl- led to the slaughter, and we're the sheep, your pastor. Couldn't we have been the lions of your pride? Couldn't we have been everything? And I learned that it's not that God's saying he created us to be deaf, dumb, and stupid sheep, okay? But he's saying that if you're going to act like sheep, you're going to need a shepherd, because a shepherd's got to protect you, i.e., Jesus is a good shepherd. And the thing is, is that why are people not seeing, Bruce, that the Christians are being led to the slaughter? Every single day, Christianity is vilified. It's absolutely mocked, made fun of. The transhumanists, which I love to get into the ring in, in with and on, or, or the, you know, quote, evolutionists that used to deny God, but now they're calling on their gods, the spirits through their Ouija boards, through their seances, or through their stargates, which I'd like to get to in a little bit. The thing is, is we're at war. We're at a spiritual uh, peak in this war. It's like we're taking incoming, and we're not firing back. Now, listen, I know the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. That has a meaning in the natural, but it also has a meaning in the supernatural. And the thing is, there are weapons, I'm talking literal weapons, that most people don't even know exist that exist in antiquity. That's not That's the right. scope of the show tonight, but I will just tell you this. Every major intelligence organization in the world, it doesn't matter what nation, what country, they're all looking for the same stuff. They want ultimate power, and ultimate power means ultimate control. And if you and I, and we don't stand up for Jesus now, we're going to get mowed over. You see, when the Bible talks about the salt of the earth being good for nothing but to be trodden under the foot of man, I want you to know every time a Christian acquiesces to the devil and runs, it's the devil putting his boot print on the head of the Christian to try and stomp God's image into the ground forever. Now, God has a, uh, a hand in this because, point blank, he basically says his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, not because they haven't been presented it, but because they reject it. That's the right. Bible says, uh, surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Everybody doesn't needs to understand that you cannot help but prophesy when you start to serve Jesus openly, because God will speak through you and use you in ways you've never used. Listen, I have kids listening to me tonight, friends of my uh, dear friends, or excuse me, children of my dear friends. I know 12-year-olds that are so bold in Jesus that they can testify before their classmates. They don't back down. They don't back away. And these are 12-year-old kids, okay? I know little girls that have got more gusto with Jesus, and I don't mean to say this, but I'm saying that, that they have such a relationship with the Lord that they're not afraid, okay? Relationship is the key and antidote for fear, okay? Because the Bible says God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. But even King David was afraid. And he said, at the times I am afraid, I trust in thee. Look, it's the Lord who fights for us. We can't fight these things in our own strength. I have argued with special forces people, and they're trained to fight what they can see, and some of them are trained to fight the things that we can't see, but they see. But they have tactics, they have training. And the men of God who fight, and the women of God who fight in that realm, like one, one general once said to me, he said, believe me, Steve, we use the name of Jesus in every way. And he didn't mean it uh, in a profane way, but he says they use it because there's power in that name. But these are the guys and the women that have to fight this stuff that most of us think only exists in the science 
science fiction realm. And, you know, it, can I say this, Bruce? One of the things is, is that I don't understand, and maybe you can help me, and I'll shut up and let you talk, but what is it that you found? I mean, brother, you've got the only deliverance ministry that's on the radio that God's using mightily. When you hear that the, but that the captives are set free, that's the kingdom of God. If people want to get right with God and get real with God, they've got to understand this, that Jesus said if he casts out demons by the finger of God or casts out devils, that means the kingdom of God has come. I think 99.99% of the Christians don't understand that in order to facilitate the kingdom of God, you have to use the power of God to display the works of the evil one, which Jesus came in 1 John 3, 8 to destroy. You see, Steve, it's a, uh, it's a battlefield out there right now. And uh, well, not, the word says, you know, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You know, the people are being literally slaughtered out there across this world in the church because they have no idea who is attacking them. They can't see it. They don't understand uh, the defenses that we're to to uh, use and appropriate Ephesians 6. And they know nothing about what Jesus meant when he said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. For our armed forces friends out there, and again, we, Omega Man Radio is a friend to the armed forces. I was with the Army for about six and a half uh, years, Steve, as a DOD civilian. So I love the USL, U.S. military, but I do not love the chain of command that are working for the New World Order, up the hierarchy structure. But my point is, if a person right now was deployed over to the theater of Iraq, okay, and they were sent out there, and they were sent out there naked, no bulletproof armor, no helmet, no weapons, no communication lines, and they were told to go fight, they're not going to last two seconds. Okay, and then on top of that, well, they were to blindfold them. That's what's going on with the American church. We're being sent out to the to the battlefield, and we're being slaughtered because the the pastors around this country have failed to tell the truth to the American church that uh, the enemy that we're fighting is real, that Christians can be demonized, and uh, what we're able to use as armor. And what we're able to do and, uh, with the Scripture and uh, appropriate the weapons of our warfare. And so, um, you know, it's just like uh, people are in a com- comatose state out there, Steve. Well, yeah, and, and or narcolepsy. It's okay. like Satan has lowered their minds animation. They, You know, they're being attacked. Uh, marriages are being destroyed. People are committing suicide. Children are being aborted. There's divorces. Uh, people are being uh, prescribed uh, medication. And, you know, um, they're just being slaughtered. They have no idea that what we're fighting against is a spiritual battle. And look, Steve, uh, God is asking people now, choose this day whom you're going to serve. If if we're not able to stand for Christ now, the American church is going to be slaughtered in the times that are ahead. They're going to be part of the great falling away. Because Jesus Christ is the only name on this earth that uh, incurs uh, anger, more so than any other name. And that's because he's the son of God. And my point is, uh, there's persecution coming for the name of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, uh, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. A great offense is coming. And if people can't stand for Jesus Christ now, how are they going to do it when it's illegal to be a Christian and they, they'll accuse you of being uh, you know, part of a hate crime? And you could... Uh, could go to jail over the name of Jesus Christ. That's coming. 
Well, I got to tell you something. They're not coming to take us away. They're coming to blow us away. And when I say blow away, I'm not talking some cute little metaphor for like, uh, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, taking us away to re-education camps, you know. The entire targeting of GPS of, quote, gun owners in the United States specifically. I was once told by somebody who was in the know, really in the know, three years ago, he said, Steve, you'd be surprised how many Hellfire missiles are prepared for that day. He said, you'd also be surprised at how many helicopters are hidden away in the underground bases. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for so many years, so many of you have fought hard against any message that would take you away from your comfort zone. Well, I'll tell you what, Bruce, I'd rather be in my comfort zone and spend eternity in heaven than uh, taken out of my comfort zone than basically sleep the sleep of hell. And the thing is, is that we are in a state of uh, uh, almost a drugged, uh, barely living, uh, semi-comatose is a good word, but you know, people say, oh, brother Quail, and I'm making fun of them now. I just believe God's going to give us a great revival. And I said, brother, we're going to have a revival, but it will be in the midst of the greatest tribulation you've ever known. Well, I'm going to be out of here. I said, I hope you are, but I said, by the way, I said, what happens if you don't get to leave before things get tough? Bruce, right now, every aspect of our life, everything we think, do, and say is either in the bill they passed today, either in the pill, P-I-L-L, we took today, either in the phone calls we made today, even in the uh, uh, emails we sent today, or now DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, is, is trying to read everybody's minds, okay? It's the devil's attempt at omniscience. Even so with the, the new facial that, recognition yeah, or facial recognition. Or, I mean, no offense, but I guess maybe those uh, male enhancement products uh, will come in handy because it sure seems like there's a lot of perverted parameters focusing in on the genital, genitals, you know, of, of uh, passengers. Listen, the PSA has to... turned into a homosexual paradise. Yeah, I, I want to share um, Have you heard about the new bill that they passed, which I think goes into effect in January, and it's going to require any person that wants to make a big purchase, like a car, for example. Now they're going to do a, a security check on you to see if you're on the terrorist watch list. They're going to make you answer about ten personal identity questions. You know, uh, yeah, that goes history, into a database, the, and that database will be instantaneously uh, uploaded to whatever big brother or big, you know, let's call it what it is, ladies and gentlemen. This is, uh, you know, in the in the world of uh, the, the Terminator movies, there was a, an all-seeing uh, conglomerate that called Skynet, okay? And, and Satan is called the principality, or the, you know, basically the prince of the air, but he's over the principalities and powers of spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. And even Satan knows that he can't stand a divided house, or it would be the end of him. But the point is, is that now we allow in the Christian church such division. You know, Bruce, I gotta tell you something. Um, I am, the word isn't fearful, but I guess I'm astonished at how few of Christians have spoken up when they could have spoken up and won't speak up at all, okay? I deal with them daily. Um, my email, by the way, now I'm going from 300 a day. I think I'm up to 500 a day. I actually had one of my wow. my listeners and uh, actually a customer come in, and I showed him my email, uh, uh, what do you call it, the little inboxing, how much you know I'm getting in a day and stuff. And, and that's not all the time, but I'm telling you, the people out there are, are, are hungry 
for the, for the word of the Lord. They're hungry for the power of God. And the power of God, if you've ever seen the power of God, and I think there's no place that's more glorious than seeing someone whom Satan has bound to be set free. I mean, there's nothing happier in my life than seeing somebody either set free or miraculously healed. I don't even play, pray for healings anymore. I pray for miraculous interventions of, of the living God. A miracle is instantaneous. A healing can take time, okay? People need a miraculous intervention. They need miraculous revelation. They need the truth of God's Word. I'll tell you what. Any pastor that preaches out of anything other than the Bible or preaches canned sermons, the guy is already canned tuna, pal. I mean, you guys out there, if you're listening and you're offended by this, good. I hope I offend you right to your knees of repentance because I, I'm, I'm astonished at what passes for the Word of God. If Jonathan Edwards, if Finney, if uh, uh, Lake, if any of the great Charles Spurgeon, these guys who are out there who have given us a heritage we give, and I'm taking more contemporary than obviously the disciples, the apostles, you want to see what people did because they took the Word of God seriously, go read the 11th chapter of Hebrews in the New Testament. What we live is in a virtual world, but the reality is, is that when those who put us into a virtual world, controlling the, if you will, the electromagnetic spectrum, we're going to get to that, because one of my dearest friends, a guy that's were very, very, very well connected, and and when I say a true brother, a guy that I have ultimate respect for, I posted a letter he received from uh, a dying high-ranking CIA agent on the Rainbow. Did you read that on my website? No, sure. I want to read this to people because this will put into, uh, and, and remember, this is from someone who died. He would never have said this to break his, uh, you know, maybe loyalty oath or his security clearance at the time. But on his deathbed, he wrote this to a friend of mine. I want to read this. It's been published. I had permission to put this up. Contrary to anybody knowing, I will never knowingly put up something that would put anybody in harm's way. And this is really important to read because I want to, I want to address this. Isn't it interesting, Bruce, that until, and I want to make this clear to everybody, until Tom Horn and I spoke publicly, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years ago about Stargates, not the series, and not even, be, even before the, uh, oh, good night, the movie came out, we were talking about the passage in Scripture that Jesus said he's going to build his church, and the church means his ecclesia, his called out ones, on the rock of faith. When he said Peter, he's saying, Peter or Petros, you're a small stone. But on the rock of faith, I'm going to build my church. Now, obviously, Catholics are taught something different. But the point is, is that he said, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The only way to fight the gates of hell and what's coming through the gates of hell is with the keys of the kingdom. That's right. I want to put this into perspective. Years ago, when I was involved with a lot of stuff, and how do I put this tactfully so as not to get anyone in trouble? Because of my investigation in certain realms, okay, I was contacted by a certain group. The certain group are the guys that fight the stuff that most people don't know exists, okay? And they saved my life so many times. I was ready to go to the Solomon Islands to uh, mount an expedition. I had uh, put the money together. I had been in contact with a gentleman down there. We were going to meet, uh, and um, because obviously my conversations are not only listened to, but rather interestingly by 35,000 Defense Department computers at a certain broadcast, they all were very interested in what I'm doing. And I was told by an active duty, now when I say this, I was not dealing with anybody who was retired, okay? He said, Steve, 
don't go down there. They will take you out of the sky. We were going to go down, and we were going to be shown the graveyard of the giants of Solomon Islands. A lot of people wow. have heard me talk about this on Coast to Coast. This is very pertinent to what we're talking about, yes. okay? The area of the Solomon Islands and Guadalcanal, you all heard about that, and obviously you've heard the stories. My dad was a uh, uh, B-24 Liberator uh, pilot during, um, oh, good night, World War II down there, and he would, yes. tell, he would tell me these stories about supposedly the Japanese eating down servicemen and stuff. But then I started investigating it, and I found out the origin of that story. That may have happened one or two times, but it was in the Solomon Islands that they encountered live giants. As a matter of fact, there's even a, a, uh, a memorial in, uh, in one part of Guadalcanal. Well, this gentleman I was going to meet, I won't say his name on the radio, because I don't want to blow back on his relatives, was married to a Guadalcanalese, that's what I guess they call the people that lived there, and her dad was a very prominent, high-ranking official, and basically, uh, at one point, he was a king. So he was talking, and so my friend and I were arranging this meeting. Because one of the things I, I get so tired of is answering the questions, you know, with with 10,000 reports and a couple hundred of them listed in my Genesis 6 Giants book, people say, well, where are the bones if they were really giants? I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe. Well, all I can say is, that once again, for everyone's record, the people that find the giant skeletons in the United States, whether they're Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, New Mexico, Utah, wherever, if they come into possession of those, they are seized by the U.S. government under what's called the Native American Antiquities Law. There, it's assumed that everything is Native American, and nobody wants to go and rob anybody's grave. But I got news for you. Even the Native Americans, for instance, the Paiute Indians, the Sioux, the Algonquins on the East Coast, the Iroquois, they all knew about the giants, okay? They fought them and they defeated them, and they, they, they were able to, in their legends, and a lot of people might like to, to know that uh, there, there are uh, instances where some of the eastern uh, tribes of, quote, Native Americans were actually Celts that came over, you know, a thousand years uh, prior to Columbus in 1492, and they had a written language. You know, some people called it Ogham. There's a book written by Barry Fell called America B.C., uh, there's a series of three of them. He's now dead, Harvard professor. So, you know, I'm saying the homework has been done. But what's critical to, to understand right now, where I'm going with all this, is that the control of the secret things of history have been pretty well kept from the public. So all of the revelations, whether it's technology, whether it's answers to diseases, or even whether it's answers to uh, contemporary issues, for instance, homosexuality, I have no problem talking to the gay community about the fact that the giants were uh, many times, they, they, they were gay. And I got an email tonight. I'll read it to, to people on the air. Nobody, I wouldn't say nobody, now everybody will know this, but very few people know that because they don't, they don't do their uh, uh, you know, uh, deal, due diligence with history. But listen to this. This is from a friend of mine, uh, and it's a lady. She said, Steve, a man who was a Christian for 20 years and went into a homosexual lifestyle 15 years ago I work with, last week out of nowhere he said the dimensional gates are opening more and more each time. He also asked me if I knew about the Nephilim. I played dumb. Then he said he's expecting them to bring peace on earth. Okay? Well, two things that I think people need to understand there. The thing is, is that, and I won't argue with anybody, I'm through arguing. They can take it up with the, uh, you know, they can take it up with the giants when they show up or with the demons, devils, and all sorts of things that hell is releasing. Because, again, I've never heard of anybody being 
beat up by a gate. Maybe the, the exception would be Samson, you know, uh, being uh, having his hair grow back and as he was chained be- between the pillars, but it doesn't say it was a gate. So all I'm saying is gates are not an offensive or defensive weapon, but what they are is a barrier to either keep something from coming through or to keep something protected from. Now, which right. brings me to, to the rainbow, okay? Uh, and this is critical. This is what the CIA man who's formerly uh, alive and told my friend, okay? Now, I want you to know, I know this man that he was told this. He gets it. He's probably one of the smartest people. I'm not flattering him, but he probably has one of the closest integrations of the unseen world with the physical world and uh, a background that, just say this, he would be in a position to know what this man is saying. He said, quote, this is a CIA guy telling my friend, remember that the rainbow is more than just a pretty promise that God put in the sky. It is a visual representation of the atmosphere. The different colors represent frequencies. Those frequency layers were put there by God as a barrier to block certain dark frequencies from being able to be active on the earth. Blue beam is more than a name. The blue, violet, and purple colored frequencies are the God frequencies, the alpha and the omega frequencies, i.e. your name, Omega Man. The current scientific work being done by the powers of B are to lessen or eliminate those three colors or barriers so there will be an increase in the dark frequencies. The more readily visible frequencies, colors represent the more worldly and dark forces, which does not seem natural to us as yellows and oranges would seem to be us to us to be happy colors. The more visible to us in this state of existence, the further these frequencies are from God or more worldly. Removing the blue, violet, purple through harp and other means results in a concentration of negative power. By eliminating or lessening the blue range of light, they are removing the barriers that keep the dark frequencies in check, allowing them to concentrate, allowing dark forces to come together and increase in strength. God's rainbow is a visible reminder that he has all of the forces of nature and spirit in check. Some men understand of this and are working to eliminate those checks and balances for their own and dark force agenda. The rainbow represents that the atmospheric covering that God placed over and around the earth after the flood so that demonic forces would not have the ability to directly interact with men like they did in the days of Noah. But, of course, the Bible says that the end times will be as in the days of Noah. So you can see how it's important to the powers of be to put things back like they were before the flood. That is the purpose of harping chemtrails and all the other projects. The true purpose is known by the powers that be. But even those high up in the program don't realize their true purpose. Now, again, most people don't understand that, but what, what was the purpose of, of God destroying the earth during Noah's flood? And by the way, the fallen angels, in Genesis 6, it says that the fallen angels came both before the flood and after the flood. They there sure were did. giants in those days and after those days, Goliath, okay? Obviously, Og, King of Bashan, was after the flood. Now, right. why does this relate to Stargates? Okay, first of all, we have 72 fusion centers in the United States of America. There are 72 Goetic Gates, G-O-E-T-I-C Gates. I don't recommend you guys go too far into this. I always run the risk of saying too much. Not that it's secret, not that stuff, but I don't want people looking at anything other than Jesus. But the point I've got to make is this. There are 72 Stargates. There are 72 Fusion Centers. Now, Bruce, what does the word fusion mean to you? It's a uh, an amalgamation of... Um many different uh, groups sharing okay. information. 
Okay, that's what that's what the fusion center is. But the fusion means to bring under pressure, usually an atomic reactor. There's fission okay. and fusion. Okay, but it's the bringing together of two disparate either elements or uh, uh, atoms under great pressure. Okay, that's right. And out of that comes an explosion. I believe the fusion center has way more to do with the combination of the transhumanist agenda for the Nephilim. And by the way, what's the defense secretary's name? Um, slips my mind right now. Okay. Gates, okay? Yes. Gates. Okay. All I'm saying to you is this, is that the idea of, of, of the fusion centers and of control, and, and this should be obvious even to those who are, are so sold out the dark side, it's the total destruction of God's image and likeness on the earth and replacing it, okay, with a transhumanist, which means beyond human, or let's just say this, uh, 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 proto-noetica, the new human, okay, the new uh, prototype, and this is the, this is why Jesus. Listen, one of the things I love about Jesus so much is everything, but this specific thing is he, you know if people would just read his word, they would get an understanding. He said, if the days weren't shortened for the elect's sake, there'd be no flesh left alive. Well, if you know what's going on in the world of robotics, and you know what is going on in the world of uh, the combination of animal and human. DNA hybridization chimeras chimeras okay and you understand all this that there has been an unseen hand of incredible brilliance wicked literally causing men to agree with him meaning Lucifer to take these forbidden practices that absolutely brought the total destruction of the United or not the United States but the world which will bring about the United States destruction you've got to understand we're playing with fire this is something that that is so in your face listen if the if the Christians, every single Christian that's listening to me tonight, you had better stand up. You write letters to the editor. You write letters to the governor. You basically say you will write letters to the airlines and say you will never fly again on a commercial airliner until they rein in these perverts, okay? Steve, let me ask you a question. You if, anybody, if anybody claims to be a Christian and love Jesus and can sit and watch a little girl uh, be felt out, felt up, and literally probed, and, and you see old men having that have knee surgery stripped down to their skivvies, man, all I see is I see the death camps of Nazi Germany and, and, and people stripped naked. You see, this is the key. We're, we, we have the ability to be clothed in the righteousness of God. Whether I'm the worst example of a Christian in the world, you know, which I think I'm probably pretty good at. I'm not saying that to deprecate myself, but what I'm saying, it doesn't matter what we are, it's what God makes us. And when he puts his glory in our life, when he covers us with his blood, when he clothes us in the robes of righteousness, and when he says, I don't care how many uh, complaints are levied against you, Steve Bruce, or whoever's out there, I love you. I'll tell you what, Bruce, how can you resist that kind of love? You want to submit to it, and you want to tell others. You know, Scripture says, let the man whom the Lord, or the woman whom the Lord has redeemed, say so. Listen, you can't exhaust God. God's not boring. If you think that going to church and seeing them up on a cross is what it's all about, you're already in the camp of the enemy. By that I mean Jesus is not 
a two-dimensional, three-dimensional, just, uh, you know, I, I tell people, I wish there was somebody to come up with a great empty tomb because the cross is not what we, we glory in. We glory in the triumph over, over sin and death and our sins on the cross. But look, the reason we can live is because he lived, because he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And by the way, Scripture teaches that those are entities and not conditions. Bring it now to America. Bring it to our topic. In the next two hours, we're going to talk about the war in America. When Jesus said ethnos will rise against ethnos, that word nation against nation means ethnic group against ethnic group. I love, I love what Morgan Freeman said. I'm an American. You can't put a modifier in front of me, you know? I don't care if I'm, I'm from some other part of the world. The reason everybody left some other part of the world to come to this part of the world was to be something that stood out from all the other nations of the world. But as Solomon, in all his wisdom, he was seduced. He was seduced first by women, you know. Hey, been there, know what that's like. And he was seduced by the gods and by their idols. And when I say gods, I mean little g's, by their demons. And so the thing is, is that you can be the smartest guy in the world. You can be the strongest man in the world. But you are not free from the power of seduction unless the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is greater in you working. All of us can be deceived. All of us. And Jesus said even the elect would be deceived if it were possible. Well, how is it impossibly deceived? Simple. You've got to walk with the king. When you walk with the king, you enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise. You see, listen. I can teach the Old Testament, and I've done it for years, and I mean that. I can teach every aspect of the tabernacle. I can do it that would make all the, the you know, uh, Messianic Christians happy. But what I'm saying by that is that's not what I'm called to do. I'm called to basically make known the King of Glory, to tell his story, and if you take his story, that's what history is, and to let everyone know that, look, Bruce, we're running out of time. I don't mean on the broadcast tonight, fortunately, thank God. But what we're doing is, if we can't see that this country is in shambles, you look at the hole that once was the World Trade Center, and then you look at, uh, look at any major city in China, look what's been rebuilt, or look at uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima in Japan. There are thriving metropolises. Then look at Detroit. Go look at downtown oh L.A. Goodness, or downtown New York. It's a war look, zone. Down yeah, it's a war zone. The thing is, is that we are absolutely languishing. You brought up uh, every uh, all the pills that have been prescribed for uh, you know uh, to d- numb and dumb down the people. You know, we are a a nation of sorcery, and the word sorcery in the New Testament is pharmac. Some people pronounce it pharmakia, others pronounce it pharmakia. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's from the word that we get the word pharmacy from. And they repented not of their sorceries. Do you know the United States of America is the number one pill pusher to the world? Absolutely, and that's uh, and one so, of the... So uh, let me ask you this. You know, there, by the way, after you and I did the last interview, people said, you guys are crazy. Babylon is really in Iraq. No, God talks about mystery Babylon. Do you think God isn't uh, aware of history? You see, Bruce, Babylon, okay obviously is one place, but mystery Babylon is something more. Jesus himself called Jerusalem spiritual Babylon. Steve, let me tell you something about Babylon. There is a geographical Babylon, folks, and that's Iraq, but the Babylon of the end-time scriptures is not Iraq, okay? Iraq has never been a Christian nation. It's never been a a cup in God's hands. Um, There are over 140 biblical parameters, Steve, that a country would have to meet to be the end-time Babylon. That's mentioned over there in Revelations 18 and Jeremiah 15:51. and America is the only one 
that meets all 140-plus biblical parameters. Let me share something with you that happened the other night. Yeah, please do, uh, I was awoken. ask you to do that. I was... <laughs> I, uh, I usually go to sleep. I'll play the King James Bible uh, on CD as I go to sleep, you know, so my spirit man is feeding. And, uh, you know, I woke up and uh, I heard the word playing. It was over there in Jeremiah 50 and 51. Folks, if you want to know where America is listed in the Bible, go read Jeremiah 50 and 51. And where you see Babylon and the Chaldees, um, insert America there. That's what uh, the Lord told Dimitri Dudeman. And uh, I put my money with Dmitry Dudeman, Steve, the man that smuggled more Bibles into Russia and Romania than any man that ever lived. And he was put on the electric chair three times. They still couldn't kill him. That's another story. So I, I said, God, what are you trying to tell me? Um, I, I know that America is in time Babylon. Well, I went out and had some lunch later in the day. I come back, Steve, and uh, the Bible's still playing. And uh, I walked in as Ezekiel 33 is playing and, and folks I'll read a, a verse Ezekiel thirty three six. It says, But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood why requireth the watchman's hand. I believe what is happening here, Steve, is God is waking people up across this country and telling them time is short. What is about to be unleashed on this country is so horrific that men's hearts are going to fail them for fear. And, uh, folks, if you're not settled in your mind that you're going to endure till the end and you're going to stand up for Jesus Christ no matter what comes, what persecution comes your way, then you're going to be part of the great falling away. And I emphasize the word great there, Steve. And a person cannot fall away unless they were once, some, once there. I'm talking about the Christian church who has been lulled asleep. They've been told that they're going to get out of here before any persecution kicks off, and that's totally contrary to what Jesus said, because he said, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. Is the servant greater than the master? And, uh, folks, I don't know when the Lord is returning. If, uh, if he returns sooner than later, then that's gravy. But let me tell you what is happening here. People are being told that uh, they're not going to see any persecution, any tribulation. They're going to have a first-class pay ticket um, right on out of here before all the trouble comes. And, Steve, you know, that's nowhere to be found in the Scripture. If we were to go over there and tell this to the millions that have died in China, Russia... Fifty million. Fifty million. If we were to go tell this to the um, the church over there in uh, Africa right now, that go to church on a Sunday, someone comes up, bars the window, and sets fire to it, they didn't get out. Brother, this is a... Uh, it's, it's heresy. And what it's doing, it's setting people up to be offended. And Jesus said, many are going to be offended. Okay, when the persecution comes, and they say, you're a Christian? Well, we're going to take you to jail. People are going to say, wait a minute, you told me I was getting out of here early. I didn't sign it for this. And Steve, the, the enemy are going to be, the, many of the mainstream church, the lukewarm church. It says, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where will the sinner and the ungodly appear? What I'm telling people right now is that uh, you better wake up, understand what time it is, okay? Understand that civil war is getting ready to break out in this country. As you mentioned earlier, Steve, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And folks, whether that be the, the church house, your own family, or this nation, and what they're going to do is they are going to work both sides, okay? They're going to trigger another event like they did during 911. And they're going to uh, cause a, a war here to break out, Stephen. When 
The government is busy dealing with that. We're talking Red Dawn invasion. Brother, I believe that what that's what happened with China launching its ICBM last week. Let me tell the people out there, if that had been nuclear-tipped and they had done a high-altitude burst, you would have had an EMP effect, and we would have been back in the Stone Age right there in the state of California, Steve. Absolutely. Let me tell you, they've got, uh, they've got nu- nuclear throw-weight capability now. And then what happens uh, <laughs> if uh, China says we're not taking any more dollar? They can cripple us economically, too, and I believe that's going to happen. I believe that is happening even as we speak. And let me just speak real quick to why the stock market went up. Ladies and gentlemen, when you buy stock in, or excuse me, not went up, went down, but what, why, why the precious metals went down, the people that were manipulating the precious metals, meaning the futures markets, by the way, they've increased the margins on uh, all gold and silver accounts and in some cases doubled them, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> and they only do that because they know the prices are going to explode. The thing is, is that you can put, like, for instance, if there's, uh, you know, $5 billion standing for delivery at the close of a contract and the people are up, uh, you know, in the value of their gold, let's say $100 an ounce, and they've got, you know, a, a million ounces, that's $100 bucks. But if you knock it down 100 bucks, you, you basically get keep them or force them out of their position. They don't want to take delivery, but they'll roll their position forward, waiting for it to go up again. Well, the thing that's happening is when you can print money and there are no limits on the money you print, you can go in and you can sell gold or silver short that you do not possess, and then you can buy the market down. That simply means, Bruce, that they can drive it down and they can say, we don't have any gold or silver, but we're going to throw all of this money, paper money, manipulated computer entry money, to drive the market down so we can go in and buy the real metals and then run it up again, okay? This is the game that's being played. Well, there are people smart enough in the world that can call their bluff. Obama was meet, met, forgive me, he met with so much disgust and contempt and absolute, uh, he was told what to do, and now he's running to Europe, as you know. The thing is, is that America has become the laughing stock of the world. Don't give me the, the yellow ribbon, we support our troops thing. If you were to support our troops, you'd be praying like mad that God would supernaturally bring the men and women Amen. home safe who love him. Amen. And i got to tell you something. We are at a point now where the war is going to be. Look, I talk to people all over the country. It's something that God called me to do. I did not call, and, and I apologize to a lot of you that I, I have stated that, you know, I, I don't want to be on the radio. I'm not grandstanding, Bruce. There are people that, you know, I guess have a full time of, of, of uh, saying, will he or won't he? But, you know, when Jesus asked me the question, do I love him? I said, Lord, I love you, but I'm having a hard time with your people. That's true. I'm, I'm just being honest, okay? He said, feed my sheep. And I said, Lord, your sheep have saber-toothed tiger uh, uh, fangs, you know? And, and I said, Lord, I don't know how to deal. Honestly, Bruce, I don't. This is my own personal thing. I thank those of you who intercede and pray for me. I don't know how to deal with saber-toothed sheep, okay? Because I'm certainly not going to, you know, uh, uh, raise my hand against them because, you know, if they love Jesus, and people say, Steve, what makes you think they love Jesus? If they love Jesus, they wouldn't have saber to tiger. Steve, I'll uh, answer that for you tonight, brother. We are here Pardon? tonight because we love the people, and God has called us, okay, to sound the alarm. Because knowing what we know, knowing what Steve has known 
okay, for decades, and he's been trying his best to warn people for over 20 years on radio. If he doesn't do it, then when he stands before God, he's going to give an accounting because people are fixing to die in this country. Okay, there is stuff planned that, uh, brother, it's going to be by the grace of God that people get spared. Uh, Many now know the reality of concentration camps here in America. I'm surprised that show even made it on the air last week. Right, you're talking about Jesse Ventura. Yes, sir, but you've known that for some time, and you've been sounding the alarm, and people called you a fool, and they said, no, I don't believe that. Folks, it's undeniable. Let me ask you, Steve, look back at history. When has a liberty ever been taken away and given back? Okay, once they take away our freedom, folks, they don't give it back. And what they're doing is they're trying to see how far they can go with the, the TSA body scanners. Okay, people don't complain. Okay, now they're going to have a more rigid screening process. And soon we're going to be getting on airplanes naked, Steve. Well, no, uh, listen, most of us, here's what I want everybody to do. I'm serious. I want everybody that is listening to my voice, and please somebody put this up on whatever bulletin boards, but we need to send the airlines a message. We will not fly on your airlines. We need to have a fly-out day where no one flies out. If it's Thanksgiving, we need to tell the airlines in no uncertain terms. I know people have written to Delta, and Delta has told them to go to hell. Well, fine. We'll go to hell, but we won't, and I don't mean that's fine. We'll go to literal hell, but we'll go someplace else. But, Bruce, I want to share something. Years ago, and this is something Jesus said, they hated me without a cause, they're going to hate you. He said, blessed are you when all men speak evil of you for my namesake. I said, Lord, I think you put that in the scripture for me. I don't feel sorry for myself. I'm just saying that I really am trying to overcome my attitude towards uh, saber-toothed sheep, okay? But the thing is, or at least false professing sheep, until you've walked in my shoes or your shoes, Bruce, people, you see, people make, uh, those of us on the radio, sometimes they blow us out, blow us either up and, and elevate us, or they basically uh, denigrate us, okay? The thing is, is we're here to talk about Jesus. We're not here to talk about the economy outside of Jesus. We're here to tell everyone that Jesus told us all this stuff, and he wouldn't let these things happen before warning us. So if the Lord, in his mercy and in his faithfulness, I'm glad that God doesn't change, okay? Because all I know is a lot of the Christians that I know, I mean, you know, like the guy that runs off with someone else's wife told him, they, I said to me one time, this is a real story, he said, well, God told me to do that. I said, brother, your testicles ruled you and your lust ruled you, and the lust is the uh, appetite of demons expressed to humans. That's right. People that, and I said, that, well, that is not the spirit of God, you know? And the thing is, is that Jesus, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder, you know? I'll tell you what. The thing is, is that, and I mean this, I'm not, I'm just telling you, if, and I, and by the way, I'm, I'm, by the grace of God, happily married, okay? But I can't tell you how many people I get. Do you know a wife? Do you know a husband? And, and I'm not a matchmaker, you know? The only time I ever tried to do that, I was trying to put A and B together, and not, not directly, but just indirectly, you know? I didn't want to have Steve's Lonely Hearts Club site. That's not what God called me to do, you know? I will pray for people in that realm because I believe a good wife for a good husband is a helpmate. And I believe that, you know, that when God calls a couple together, there's power and agreement, you know. 
But when the church is having divorce rates higher, and except for the grace of God, I'd be there, I can't tell you the battles of that wage in the supernatural. I had a, I had a, uh, uh, and Romy, God bless you, I had her send me an email. I did not talk to her. I did not email her. But she was so tuned in what was going, and I was under attack. And by the way, Greg Evenson got hit with a particle weapon tonight. He was rushed to the hospital. When I say tonight, earlier in the day, uh, he saw a blinding flash in the woods, heard an airplane overhead, and next thing he's at, at you know, thinking, he, and he said, Steve, I thought I was going to die. The same thing that happened to Hawk, okay? And so, Greg, I want to share this with everybody because I'm getting emails right now. Greg is alive and well. Keep him in your prayers and Liz in your prayers, his wife. Because, look, Greg's on the front lines. And you know yes. what's amazing? I've never seen a man... Uh, slandered and maligned more than him. You know why? Because he's a man. He's a man of God. He loves the Lord Jesus Christ. I know Greg personally, okay? Uh, trust me, Bruce, you'd want to have Greg alongside of you, okay? Uh, I, there are two men, three men in my life I've met, maybe four, and i got to tell you, I know a lot of people. I have had people tell me they're behind me. You look around, they're gone the minute the demons flare, okay? I've had people tell me they're with me until I say something they don't like, and then they want all their tithes money back. And, and and so you know, I don't accept ties for myself. We give the money away to veterans. We give uh, literally tens of thousands, probably a closing on $50,000 worth of books away a year. We give, we and when I say this, this is, I, I believe it's, a, it's the blessing of the Lord. If God so loved the world he gave, then I'm not going to be a cheapskate. And one thing I promise the Lord, Bruce, and I want God's people to hear this, never give your second best. God gave us your first best. Amen. I can't I can't apologize. You know, there are times that God has blessed me amazingly, and it's been—it's not been my doing. You know, and when God's blessed me, I've been able to bless others. You know, if the Lord says to me, "You help this person, help them," but it's amazing because what Christians do, and there are Christians that have attacked Christians that have attacked me, and they don't understand—they're attacking God's calling. They're offended by me, okay? But they're causing the little ones to stumble. And what did Jesus say? Didn't he say? And I want to say this to every TSA agent out there. You do not know the wrath of God that you are invoking because Jesus said it would be better for you guys never have to have been born than to cause these little ones to stumble. Amen. I have personally counseled over the years probably hundreds of people that have been sexually molested, okay, in prayer, in tears, in rebuking the devil. And, and, and by the way, Bruce, you know, hey, the devil enters a lot of people through really funky sexual stuff, you know. So I'm not really one who's thrilled with the sexual molestation of children. One of, one of my readers, he pissed me off. I'll use the word so bad that if I could have punched him, I would have. He said, it's not molestation. I've watched the video. I sent the guy. And Rich, if you're listening, you are the, well, I won't even go there. The thing is, is that he I'll go there, Steve. If, if there's men out there listening right now, they would not stand up. When a TSA agent was filling up a child of three years old, I saw the video on, on the Internet the other night. Right, Brother, you shouldn't even call website, yourself buddy. a man. You've been castrated. Yep. I'm going to call Lock you a woman. Up. You know, a man that will not take care of his family is worse than an infidel. Steve, we need to take a uh, quick break, and then we're going to be back. If you're tuning in right now, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. This is a live broadcast. We'll be back after this short break with uh, Steve Quell.
before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As a sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war. All out war. A war in which no quarter is given or no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains. Attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network.
And we're back. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. This is a live show. Special honor tonight to have Steve Quell back. I want to welcome everybody that is just tuning in, all our friends out in Germany, Australia, the U.K. We've got people listening in India. God bless you. Uh, Steve Quell's website is www.stevequell.com. Let me get Steve back on the line. Stand by. Steve, you back yep, with I'm us? I'm back, Bruce. All right. Well, brother, God bless you for uh, for coming on tonight and, and being a man. Uh, you know, most of the men out there have been castrated, it seems, Steve. Uh, nobody is sounding the alarm. Nobody is getting up and complaining. What we're doing is we're just getting in the line, going to the slaughter, just like Absolutely. they did in Nazi Germany. And, uh, you know, folks, uh, that's their plan. That's their plan, to load us up on the cattle cars and take us to the uh, – 72 fusion centers out there. Well, hey, Bruce, let me tell the background on the red, the blue, and the uh, green list, okay? The man who gave that to me lost his life. He was with the Environmental Protection Agency. I've never told that publicly. And this was about, I don't know, probably 15, 14 years ago. And he know in his, in his first name, well, I won't say his first name because of his family, but, you know, the thing is, is he was telling me, do you remember when they were placing all these incinerators? You know, they had this uh, great, I mean, there was a lot of money appropriated for a lot of big uh, pollution incinerators around the country. Yes, sir. Do you remember that? It was a Clean Up America campaign, and, you know, there's a lot of uh, oh areas that, you know, they were, they were basically cleaning up the environment, supposedly. He said, Steve, we have one of the darkest and blackest budgets of anybody in the land. He said, the only guys that have uh, even more secrets than we do, he's with the EPA. He says, not the Atomic Energy Commission. He said, it was the Department of Energy. I said, interesting. I can't go there and build the case for this, but I just want to share something with you. He said, at that point, there were 3.8 million people on the red list. Now, hey, Obama's admitted even, uh, you know, you've seen it on the front of Drudge, Obama keeps an enemies list. Uh, Bush had an enemies list, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a political enemies list. I'm talking about the list of gun owners, patriots. We've seen the MIAC report. Alex gets great kudos from me, Alex Jones, for that. I mean, the situation, remember when we were all being told that if you're a veteran, you're a terrorist. If you're a constitutionalist, you're a terrorist. By the way, they even added me on the list beyond everything else that applies is the fact that if you believe in pre-Adam, I don't know if you know that, but now if you believe in uh, Lucifer's reign on Earth prior to the creation of Adam and Eve, you're now a terrorist, okay? You see, what they're doing, Bruce, is they're broadening the definition of their enemies list, okay? The Lord gave me a real simple formula a number of years ago. I don't even remember how long ago, but it's I-V-N-D, okay, just those four letters. It stands for identify, vilify, nullify, destroy, okay? Christians are being nullified because, and Jesus said it, hey, if you don't, you know, and, and please, would all of you Christians quit sending me your syrupy emails, you know? You, you see, you're on the, tar- you're targeted. You, your wife, your children, your grandchildren, you are targeted for extermination. Somebody says, you're a fear monger. No, I'm telling you this. Fear is what will come into your hearts. And I've learned something, Bruce, that the people that are absolutely the religious people have all the answers, but they possess none of the power, okay? They have all the answers, but they possess no power. And the situation is is that what we are doing, we're fighting for their souls, even though they're so bloody lazy, they won't fight for themselves. I've had to tell so many of my critics, look, I care more for your life than you do. 
I've had to talk people out of committing suicide by the grace of God. I can do nothing. Apart from Jesus, I can do nothing. But by Amen. the grace of God, if I care enough to talk someone out of committing suicide and they don't blow their brains out, then I figure that, Lord, thank you so much for stopping that person from going to hell. You see, here's the thing. Faith will always be persecuted by unbelief, okay? No word of God spoken by a man or a woman of God at the time God gives a word is ever received by the people of God in history. Never, ever, ever. The only case where a prophet was received was with uh, Jonah going to Nineveh. We all know he had to do a little belly of the whale time, you know? And the thing is, is that there is no, no, listen, Jesus is the ultimate example. John, his disciples said, if all the books in the world were written, they couldn't contain everything that Jesus did. That's right. I, I think this, you know, I think Hollywood, I think people know a Hollywood Jesus. I'm telling you this, I don't know any Jesus except Jesus of Revelation chapter 1 and the Gospels and the, the resurrection power of Jesus, because that's the Jesus I saw. I didn't see, you know, a, 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 a thinly long-haired man with a beard with a robe saying, uh, you know, uh, blessed. I mean, I'm not making fun of the Sermon on the Mount, but I'm telling you this, that God is, you said earlier, Bruce, there's only one name under all of heaven that only a man can be saved, but that brings out the most contempt, okay? We let those vermin, and I call them vermins, jackals, and hyenas, uh, make fun of Jesus, and we do nothing. And so a woman from Montana, God bless her, I, I forget her name now, goes into the perverted uh, uh, illustration of Jesus, and I don't even want to talk about what he's doing, but they perverted our Lord, and, and, and she smashes the exhibit with a, uh, a sledgehammer. Meanwhile, all the, you know that song, Feelings, I hate the feelings, you know? I used to, re I rewrote the words that one time called, <laughs> Weenies, the whole is filled with weenies. Okay, uh, and, and the thing is, is that whenever I hear that song now, feelings, you know, ah, I don't know if others out there don't like a certain song, and no, no offense meant to the person that wrote it, but you know, I couldn't get it out of my head now that it's weenies. But here it took a woman, and her words should ring through eternity. I will not have my Lord slandered, or, or, or I think she said perverted. You follow me? A woman. She, I believe she's a truck driver. That's a woman I want to shake her hand. Because Steve, if my... we don't stand up for Jesus Christ before man, he says, I will not stand up for you before well, my then, father. Then are we reading a different Bible? I think many people are. They, they're reading, uh, they're going after another Jesus. It's not the Jesus of the Bible that I have in my hands. Well, I understand that. You know, let, let me read this before. First of all, let me, let's take this thing of war in America. Ladies and gentlemen, you can say what you want, but when I have uh, flag officers sitting in my office who come in anonymously, I don't care about their names. We talk. I can validate them. They obviously know by certain things that they can validate me. I've never been in the military, nor am I a member of any intelligence agency. That's funny. You guys in the CIA even have to roll over and laugh on that one. At least we can share that I laugh together. I get accused together. of the same thing, so don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, the bottom line is is that, you know, uh, look, I mean, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and the Christians want to cut my heart out. You know, they do. And, and look, I'm not, I'm not bitter. And, 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 Chuck, I obviously understand the need to pray for my enemies. Here's this. Just what is reality? Let me read this, okay? In recent years, the definition of reality has become strangely blurred. Since no one appears to know what the definition is, the media has taken great steps to keep us informed. Their TV shows and movies have obviously been crafted to show a new definition. By the way, this is written by a man who drove night and day from Wisconsin to buy me lunch. 
Night and day. Wow. Night and day to buy me lunch, and I wept. God bless you, Gary. I know this man. He's the kind of guy that would give the shirt off his back. This is the kind of man that's writing this, okay? But those TV shows and most of these movies are not what reality is. Reality is the lady next door to the football party waiting for the guests to throw away their excess pizza so she and her family can eat for another day. Reality is over 500 churchgoers in Loveland, Colorado, driving by a homeless person so they can hear a sermon about the giving. Reality is a 79-year-old woman who was told by all her relatives except one to put her money in the bank but decided to buy gold and silver instead. She's increased her funeral fund 400% and still bakes for the one person she trusts. I believe that's him. Reality is a man who decided to work with the homeless. He and his wife now help minister to hundreds under the bridge. And that's uh, you can go see that. It's lostsheepministry.org. Lostsheepministry.org. Yes. Reality is a majority of people following the advice of the song and dance men on TV who talk about how great the financial recovery is, even though the dollar is falling like a stone, even though one of the best song and dance men out there has all his portfolio in gold and silver. Reality is going to a park and seeing the homeless and tents and not offering any food from the huge RVs. Reality is a preacher who would love to build a huge facility who goes to seminars in Houston to learn how, but does not preach the whole gospel. He just talks about giving to get and then has the adaptation to bring in an outsider to talk about how great his church has become since they had it added a whole new program just for entertaining the kids. Okay, Reality is a state government running out of money because no one is working in that state since all the manufacturing has gone offshore. Reality is a man who has skills beyond belief but cannot find a job, so he resorts to a handyman-type business just to keep some money coming in. That is my friend. Reality is a food shelf going empty because the people who would normally bring food for others now go to get something to eat. Reality is a nation where 80% of the population calls itself Christian, only 20% going to church. I can't say I blame them much. Reality is a person who goes on a mission trip to a foreign country but does not know his neighbors and refuses to talk to them about Jesus because his lifestyle does not demonstrate a Christian walk. Reality is a lieutenant colonel called back to active duty just to train foreigners in urban warfare in this country. Reality is a farmer's market shut down because they do not have permits and do not have their food certified by the FDA. Reality is the truckers who are denied loads from the West Coast because they're not union or not affiliated with a recognized company. They are owner-operators whose income cannot be verified for tax purposes. Reality is very simple when defined in biblical terms. Be not, be not deceived. God is not mocked. That which you sow, you shall also reap. If you sow to the wind, you shall reap the whirlwind. These examples are real. The people are real. The situations are real. With this nation continue on its path it's taken? Will this nation continue to pass the buck to some poli- to some of the politicians who promise freebies? Or will this nation fall on its face before the living God and repent? He said, not likely. A small amount of people are telling the master to prepare for what is coming, but are being dismissed as too radical. A very small amount of preachers are preaching the truth. Their churches and ministries are small but dedicated. Freedom from everything that is coming can only be found in God. At no time in history is it more apparent right now that the only solution to our problems is direction from Almighty God. Amen. Absolute reality is what it is, but very few are listening. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And, um, Steve, I need you to elaborate on something here. Okay. Uh, I've heard that uh, when Clinton was in office, okay, he deactivated all the subs, meaning he took their uh, their nuclear weapons off board and or he took away the, uh, the launch codes. Uh, are we still... Selling around the ocean with uh, no launch platform? 
Well, let me say this. Most people don't understand the world of special operations. I didn't, okay, until it was explained to me. But, again, let me just share this. Thank God that there are people that have weapons that supersede atomic weapons. And thank God there are people that have oversight. If they didn't, we would have been nuked uh, years ago by in 29 cities. You see, here's the thing, Bruce. Jesus said this, and this is like, if you would, this is like the, the scripture that keeps me sane, along with the entire Word of God, when I say that. Because I would have thrown in the towel so many times, okay? I, I just, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm so non-religious, and I, I want to vomit at people that send me these little cliches. One of them is, just trust God. Don't worry his people. God's not worried. Oh, yeah? Well, I got news for you. If Noah had your idea and had on his shoulders, ma'am, we would have all drowned. There'd be no human race. If Joseph had had your, don't do anything, just trust God. Trust God is real. But, like, I, I, the book of James is really terrific. Show me your works, and I'll believe you have faith, because faith without works is dead. We don't have works to get us saved. But look, the judgment of the righteous, the judgment seat of Christ, is going to be for those who have been given the things of, of the keys of the kingdom and haven't done anything. You know? See, pure and, faith and, is hearing this uh, warning and doing something about it, folks. Yep. If you're not going to do something, that means you did not believe the alarm when it was sounded. If Joseph right. had not have uh, believed the warning of the Lord, then they would have all died. Noah would have all died. Uh, if Joseph hadn't got up in the middle of the night and went down to Egypt, Herod would have gotten Jesus. I mean, uh, the warning has come. We're supposed to take action, okay? And it's not supposed to catch us like a thief in the night. Right. Or you're how supposed to be prepared, right? brother. Right. And, and look, here's the deal. When Joseph and Mary and Jesus went down to Egypt, they didn't go with Pharisee promissory notes due to the, from the treasury of the temple, okay? They went with the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which Amen. someone had to be told by God to bring it, and God prepositions his people for victory. And I've got to tell you, Bruce, I've, I've, and I have, this is one area I've given up on. I will talk to anybody who genuinely wants to know. I will not argue with anyone about the need to prep any longer. If they don't prep, they're dead, okay? I want to read you an email I got, and, and, and Jeff, thank you. This is from somebody who I've known through my email. I don't know him personally, but he, he echoes my heart. Steve, I saw the video of the little girl, and there's no doubt in my mind that she was molested by that TSA pervert. It was heartbreaking hearing her cries and screams for help. Isn't it ironic that a little innocent child at three years old has a firmer grasp on what is just, right, and decent than half of the so-called Christians out there? The only thing I would say to you, Jeff, I'd argue with half. I'd say 90%. No wonder why the sword is coming upon this land, followed by the purge of nuclear fire. Bruce, I don't think people believe that Jesus was serious when he said it would be better for those to have a millstone uh, or to never been born, okay, than to cause these little ones to stumble. I think Jeff Amen. brings up an amazing point. Here's a little girl that's, that, that's, and I pray for that little girl, that God don't let any of this trauma enter her spirit, keep her safe, keep her pure, keep her covered, and, and shame on her, her, you know, newsman dad who is saying that, well, we've got to surrender some liberties. No, we don't surrender one, um, I better be careful, one, uh, one bloody liberty, okay? They, listen, they have taken all of our liberties and taken them away from us. There are only one right you have in America anymore, and that's to die. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't understand what's planned for you coming this fall, 
You've got IRAs, KEOs, 401Ks, pension funds. You can go on all the boards you want and get the opinions of people that know less than you do what you should do, or you can go on your knees and seek God and ask Amen. Him what you should do. Bruce, you just brought up that car dealers, and I believe it, it's going to carry out to appliance dealers, anybody that sells anything has to do a background check on the people. And if a car dealer would accidentally sell a car to a terrorist, do you realize the federal government in that law can take the entire car dealership? Amen. It's about total information awareness, Steve. They want to track everything that we do. Right. Okay. And see, here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, do you see the irony in this? You can continue to gripe and moan and, and, and kick and, and argue to your heart's content until doomsday that it wasn't a Chinese sub, that, or like that moron general. Uh, you know, I would say to him, if he's listening or gets to hear this, you dumbass general, to say that it was uh, 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 kids with a model rocket and you've got uh, Navy launch commanders and missile commanders and, and guys writing me emails telling me it's an ICBM and... And Al Cuppet said that from the beginning. Amen. The bottom line is, is that ridiculous and, to think that was and, and a, uh, a chemtrail or a comtrail. That yeah, was an yeah, or, or, actual uh, missile uh, launch. Uh, yeah. Listen. Anyway, I want to go back to that point here, Steve. I mean, uh, I was told that um, Clinton took away all our uh, nuclear weapons. And then right. uh, was it Bush that uh, shut down the 24-hour? Um, what do you, what would you, did you call well, it? Was, first of all, it was George Bush Sr. that shut down uh, the Strategic Air Command proper, okay? That's it. And I want to share something. For some of you that take Hawk on on all your stupid, dumbass boards, Hawk was the one that was warning the entire East Coast when a P-3 Orion was, monitor- was being monitored by one of the heroes of a guy I know was being monitored in real time. That's a sub-hunter. That we had an incoming, or I think it might have been two Russian aircraft coming in below radar. The P-3 Orion spotted them, and some Dipstick was asleep at the switch on the East Coast. Within five minutes of that broadcast, every fighter was up on the East Coast. I remember scrambled. that broadcast. Okay, I remember yeah, that. So that's that's a real thing. So, and as one general said to me, a lot of people are going to be surprised when they realize how many lives you guys have saved. And Steve, look, that's not this is it's this Jesus. isn't the first it, time, man, that uh, yeah. a sub has won off the coast. Right. The Russians it's have to answer uh, your question. Yeah, the answer off your the question, East Coast? Bruce. Yep. Look, the submarines, just in the last, let's see, over a month ago, Obama gave a stand-down order for the military not to engage, not to follow. There you go. Submarines of either Russian or Chinese origin, probably North Korean too, and also the bombers. You know, it was Canada that had to scramble their F-18s, I believe it was, to intercept the Russian bombers that were coming in, you know, checking our defenses and the The blackjack thing. Yeah, I I mean, I'm sorry, I'm over-talking you. Uh, the what about the flyovers over our aircraft fleet? My point. What am I saying about all this, people? Uh, what I'm saying here is, if they had launched a, the nuclear tip missile the other day, we would have been in the Stone Age, Steve. It would have been all she wrote. Uh, this has been going on and on. Uh, we're totally asleep at the wheel. China, Russia. Uh, now we've got a, a fifth column that has come through the border. Um, it's just a matter of time, Steve. That's why I believe God is sounding the alarm here, trying to get people to wake up. I believe judgment is upon us in this land. It is. You know, and can I share something with everyone? Look, I when I first came to know Jesus, and it wasn't by my doing, I was just... Just, you know, I was so pathetic in my sin. There's no way to describe it without offending people, but I was really raunchy. 
yet Jesus said, I will forgive you. And I thought, only Jesus could forgive me. And as I told so many of my friends who know me closely, I can't even share parts of my life because it would be like throwing pearls before swine. But I will say this to you. Someone who never knew the Bible was showing the complete expanse of history. I did not get the timing, but I saw all the events. Someone said, well, how can you be, you know, I'm accused of always being wrong. Oh, yeah? I wrote Genetic Armageddon before anybody even knew what chimeras were outside of somebody studying mythology. What I'm giving God is the glory. Look, apart from him, I can know nothing. I don't understand why I do what I do. Trust me, Bruce. Ladies and gentlemen, I need to put this on the line. If it had not been for Bruce telling me, Steve, you've got to get on radio, people need, I, I, I promise, and, and Hawk knows this, and the River Pirate knows this, and God knows Romy and Sue, my dearest friends, JP, JD, all, and I only give initials because I don't want anybody, you know, uh, identified, but the people that are the most important in my life, you know, I mean, these are people that have stood and, 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 and made it possible, the right word or the right, uh, you know, the right um, uh, gift to get on the radio, you know. I mean, the thing is, is that it, it's just, it's just astonishing to me how you cannot even begin to understand that. Bruce, it's like, it's like I said, Father, you said that you came, you sent Jesus, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And, and it's like there's a, an inherent death wish in the body. There is. Uh, and, and I know that everybody, forgive me, a certain group believe they're out of here, you know, at the sign of first trouble. And I said, listen, I said, I only hope there's something left to bend over and kiss goodbye when you find out maybe it didn't come down. Now, Bruce, you, you made a point. We've got to talk about that point. First of all, we are ripe for the plucking. Dimitri Dudeman was a man of God. I get after you and I talk about Dimitri, they're always I don't believe he's a real prophet of God. Then you get tortured and you smuggle the Bibles and you come to a land you don't speak the language and you deal with all the angels and you have a vision of Russia and Amen. China uh, meeting before one year to the date Dimitri Dudeman passed. One year after he gave that vision, it came to pass. He Amen. was taken to glory. You look, I love Michael Boldea. What a tremendous man of God. What a man of God. That's Dimitri. His grandson that yes. can speak with what I would say not the stupid, biased American Christian brainwashed dither, okay, or or lather, you know, uh, the foam but no substance. Now look, here's the deal. God has a controversy with his church. He says that he's going to begin, if judgment begins at the house of God in First Peter, what will be the outcome of those outside the house, okay? In Amen. other words, world, you're going to watch God judge the church, but after that, watch out, he's judging you. And the point is, is, look, without God's judgment, there will be no repentance. Without repentance, there will be no restoration. God, the people, and I mean no disrespect to the Lord, but somehow they think that he's a perpetual piggy bank, uh, weighing out cash on the piggies in the pulpit that keep shaking down the people in the from the pulpit, you know? Pulpit I mean, good, yeah, good night. Yeah. I, I'm surprised they don't just, you know, put vacuums in the pew, and you hook the vacuum to your pocket, and they suck out everything that's there. And then, of course, they won't, they, they can't be satisfied. Look, vampires... See, they've rolled people asleep, and they've turned the mainstream church into a bunch of spiritual whips and ATM well, but, machines but for their Bruce, own pleasure. Bruce, here's Here's the thing, okay? We are at a point in history, unlike any other that's ever gone before us, 
I, I have prayed, and I do pray. And because all of you out there who intercede for me, God bless you and thank you. It's because of your prayers I'm alive. It's because of God's faithfulness to answer your prayers I'm alive. It's because of God's calling for me and for Bruce raised up the hour. Listen, Bruce, I, I know two things, and I'm not saying this for any other reason. You would have to be raised up to go into a, a, a radio ministry of deliverance, or if you weren't raised up, I'd tell you, come from somebody that knows the ungratefulness, the absolute heartbreak, uh, uh, the discouragement, and, 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 and the lack of thanksgiving. I would say, Bruce, I love you, man, but you're crazy. But I know better, okay? <laughs> because you're called to this. And when you brought on Pastor John Kyle, and I told you, Bruce, I said, you will be blessed. Oh, man of God. It was wild. He is a man yeah. of God. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, and, and just, it, it, it blows my mind. I told John Kyle uh, the other day on the phone, and I'm serious about this. I said, John, I'm going to put out on the radio for people who live in the Bozeman area. He's in Billings, which is about 120 miles east of Bozeman. And I said, if there are enough people that are looking for a pastor that can bring them into the area of spiritual uh, insight and, and walking the power of the Holy Ghost, I'll, I'll, I'll put a, a meeting together so you can come and speak to people. But the people who come to hear you had better understand you're a serious guy. By your words, will people be set free uh, forever to live before the presence of the Lord or stay bound in their rejection? You see, I tell people, when people really want to be free, you've seen this too, Bruce, when people want to be free, God sets them free. When they want to basically not be free and coddle you know, then they stay in the place of permanent bondage. Let's get to the war in the United States. The military deployment in the United States is unparalleled in the history for peacetime. The peacetime uh, deployment of this military, we're seeing, you know, rockets, we're seeing missiles, we're seeing uh, uh, foreign uh, uh, troops all over the country, entire air bases, Royal Singapore Airport, in, or air, Royal Singapore Air Force in Boise, the Germans at, uh, oh, good night, in Texas and in New Mexico. I mean, we're seeing what we're seeing, and this is a, something everybody better realize, NATO forces that are here under terms of agreement or treaty will be used against the American citizens. Back to the lieutenant colonel Absolutely. in my office. The lieutenant colonel in my office with tears in his eyes, rolling down his eyes, and absolutely, you know, uh, uh, heartbroken, said, Steve, now, if I'm telling a lie, ask Jesus as I'm lying about this. He said, Steve, they're going to carpet bomb entire cities in the United States of American citizens. Okay. Do you realize the military has every plan in the world? All you'd have to do is go and rent the movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman and Rene Russo. Oh, boy. Yeah, and, uh, the, by the way, the beginning of that movie is absolutely true. I talked to one of the people that was involved in that, where they would uh, release biological pathogens in a native or African village and then basically go in and, and sanitize it. You know what sanitize it means? Use Absolutely. the fuel air explosive and just burn everything. And, you know, but that's another story, too. You see, I, can't, I don't make this stuff up. I'm too busy. I'm, I'm like, I don't have the time to sit around and make this stuff up. So when people come into my office with tears, and I've known them for 20, 30 years, uh, or sometimes I don't know them at all, and all I, like I said, there are protocols established to tell who's real and who isn't, you know? And the thing is, is when these guys are, are and they, they, they're telling me, I love Jesus, I can't do this in good conscience. And they're saying, the reason I'm telling you, and by the way, that's the guy that told me, Bruce, that every time I go on the radio, or somebody goes on the radio, for instance, Alex or others who are telling the truth, You'll be in this, too. Anybody that's telling the truth, they work overtime to discredit us, attack us. And you know what the first thing is? This is funny. 
People think I just hate uh, bulletin boards or blogs because, uh, you know, I'm always a subject of ridicule. That has nothing to do with it because that is where they stack first and foremost. You ever heard of cyber warfare? That's where they put their people. You follow me? Absolutely. There's a whole uh, new, new wing of the military that's been created just to do that. Right, or the Air Force now actively seeking Wiccans and warlocks. Wiccans and warlocks. Okay. Yeah, so so the point is is that look, ladies and gentlemen, if you think that the United States of America is a God-fearing nation, you're wrong. If you think somehow there's going to be a great a great uh, revival prior to the persecution and the judgment of God in this land, you're wrong. If you think that God owes America a favor, you're wrong. If you saw how God sees America, and the only way you can see that is through the eyes of the Spirit and the Word of God, Jeremiah fifty fifty one, the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, and then you look at the entire history where God... God will not allow a people to say, if God does not judge America, there will be nobody left. And, and Bruce, already you're seeing it. That we've become a hissing, a hissing, like a hissing, like a snake hisses to the nations around us. They hold us in contempt. Do you realize what's going to happen when the American dollar crashes? That's the other thing I didn't get to talk about. The American dollar is a de facto dead. They needed the American dollar for a while to bring the whole world under, quote, one net, only to crash the American dollar to crash all the economies of the world. Do you think expatriates living in other countries, as you once lived in Costa Rica and Panama, you know, to mention, too, do you think you're gonna. They're gonna be happy with you, the gringo, when that day comes. I don't uh, think. So. <laughs> no, folks. Uh, they'll lynch you. And believe me, I talk from experience. I lived six years overseas: Mexico, Costa Rica, Panama, and Colombia. Um, we don't have a great reputation over there, Steve. No. And how are you treated? Well, let me let me put it like this: When the dollar is strong, they love you. When the dollar sucks, like we're headed for that, uh, they want you out of the country. Believe me. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the deal is is that uh, uh, when, when, when you basically can grease a palm of value greater than what they have, but now I've got to tell you something, when a Mexico will no longer take American dollars, or they're limited to, what, 1500 I think, as of a new law, you know, and a lot of the resorts won't even take American cash, you know, they'll take credit cards because they can get a denominated like a peso. That's right. Yep. Uh, and by the way, isn't it interesting, Bruce, that all of us who warned about uh, the uh, beheading coming to America, that now it's in Mexico, and, and the and let me share this. Oh, man. I, I, I have talked to the FBI agents, who, by the way, have quit since that time. I've talked to Border Patrol, and they said, Steve, we get more OTMs caught than you can imagine. That means other than Mexicans. I said, like, Middle Eastern, and he said, yeah, and you guess what? Every time we do, the State Department orders us to release them. Steve, i got a buddy who flies on the border, and you know there's record suicides going on over there? Yep. I mean, they, they know what's going on, and they're being told to stand down and let this stuff happen. Um, let me add a scripture. You may, People are saying, you know, I still don't believe you. Well, would you believe Jesus Christ, what he says over Matthew 24? I mean, we all know part of the, the, the chapter of Matthew 24, Steve, about the signs of the end time. It says, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against nation. Kingdom against kingdom, excuse me. And there shall be right. famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. We're seeing those. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And that's usually where they'll stop. Folks, let me tell you what comes next. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. 
Steve, we don't get out of here to the last trump, brother. If I I'm know, wrong and we, we God has a fruit gathering, then praise God, I'll raise someone to heaven. But what I'm here to tell people tonight is judgment is on this land. If God did not judge this land, the innocent would perish. He would have to repent to Sodom and Gomorrah. And just as Steve said, God always brings a warning before he brings judgment. He sent numerous prophets to this land, Dimitri Dudeman, Henry Groover, David Wilkerson, Jonathan Hansen. They've all seen it, nuclear, biological, chemical attack. It's coming. Uh, they have to take out the American church, the Jews, and the patriots, because we're the only thing left standing in the way of the new world order. And if they can uh, cripple us, number one, economically, okay, uh, there's no jobs left here, Steve. Just about the only thing left to open now is Starbucks or McDonald's for people, even with degrees. Uh, Detroit has been totally crippled. Everything is made in China. What happens when China says we're not shipping anything over? Okay, already, uh, you know, you're in the metals market. Um, what are they doing with all their, their uh, precious high-tech metals over there? They're even rationing well, that right now. Well, yeah, and, and again, you know, the thing that's interesting is that China understands perfect. Listen, I am not an apologist for China, but you've got to understand something. Even amongst, I mean, what I learned, Bruce, when I interviewed different people from different parts of the world, whether they were Russians, whether they were, you know, East Europeans, whether they were South Americans, whether they were Middle Easterners, whenever I would interview them, I can tell you this, even there really is such a thing as honor amongst thieves, okay? But when you openly go and sell the mortgage-backed security, the entire housing fraud, uh, you know, to the world's uh, investors, and they go to the world court and get a judgment, I think most Americans would be astonished. A lot of people believe they own their homes, even having no mortgage, may not own their home. Oh, my because goodness. Because with total dishonesty in, in the marketplace, you see, we're a nation of lies, okay? This is why God railed against unjust measures, okay? Let me give you a good example, and, and I say this out of personal experience. I've been, and this isn't a pitch, this is just a statement, I've been in the precious metals business for a long time, okay? 25 years active, 30 years if you count when I was an active investor and trader, a trader meaning I traded uh, silver, gold, futures, etc. The thing is, is that I, I know a little bit about this, but it's not what I know. It's who I know. And when, when, you, when you can call on somebody and call somebody in London or call somebody in, in Zurich or call somebody in China or whatever, then I would say this, based on my ability to get to those people, I have a real-time uh, 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 channel, if you will, or conduit for real-time information, okay? But here's the thing. The paper is an unjust measure before God. It's based on John, Maynard's, John Maynard Keynes, Keynesian economics, who is a, a hater of Christianity. There are statements that he made that absolutely he knew what you could do, okay, what you could get away with by printing unlimited amounts of money and passing on the debt to the next generation, you know. And, and so the thing is, is that unjust measures, look, there's nothing more unjust than, than giving a man $100 for a day's work only to have it robbed the following day and be only worth $50. You see, this is the sad thing about America. The middle class is wiped out. 
oh, I get the guys that, well, life is good for me. Yeah, well, life won't be good for you. And when life is bad for everybody, I hate that attitude. I defy that attitude. And by the way, Bruce, I say this again. I am on record. I, you know this to be me. You've known about me or known me for a long time. I do put my money where my mouth is. Uh, you know, I mean, people, uh, you know, you're always, people who have nothing always bitch about people who have something, but they are not willing to go out and do what they could do to get something to help people who have nothing, okay? It, it is a cyclical madness, okay? It's it's like it's always easy to tear down, but never be, you know like oh I get the religious people. I've asked, and I think this is a fair question. If someone claims to be a Christian is knocking you or me, and we're doing what's right, and they don't do anything that's right, then what basis do they base it on? You follow me? Amen. Do they base it on their emotion? And and see, here's the thing. I, I can tell you this: the majority of criticism is based on fear, because if if they took to heart the warnings of Jesus, if they took to heart the warnings of the prophets, if they understood the character of the God they use his name as if by using the name of Yahweh or Yahvah or whatever, Yah, somehow that gives them a magical potion or power. I got news for you. Uh, you know, Jesus talked about the, or excuse me, Paul talked about the seven sons of Siva that were casting out uh, uh, demons, you know. And the thing is, is that, you know, in the name of the, the, you know, the, the one that Paul preaches, Jesus who Paul preaches, and the demons beat the guys up, okay? Well, it's the same story. You can't just assume you have authority if you don't have a relationship with the king. But if you do have a relationship with the king, and he holds out his scepter, in this case the Spirit of God, and he says, greater things will you do, and we're, we're struggling with doing anything that he did. And i got to tell you something. Derek Prince teaches this. I sat under his ministry for two decades. Actually, almost three decades, and the thing is, he said, if you won't deal with deliverance, don't expect the power of God and healing, because they go hand in hand. Have you Amen. noticed that? Amen. Uh, you can either be set free, or you can remain a captive, folks. And we're not trying to preach fear tonight, okay? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. You're only to fear the Lord. In Him you should fear. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to tell you the truth that you're not getting, okay, either from the uh, the secular news or the mainstream church, the televangelists, the pulpit pimps, okay? They want you to be lulled to sleep. They want you to think it's all right. Keep sending me your money. And don't worry, you don't even need to read the book of Revelations. That's only for those that are left behind. In fact, here, let me give you a videotape and leave this for your family that's left behind because, uh, you know, you're going to make it out of here before any persecution starts, and maybe they'll accept Jesus in the tribulation period. I'm here to tell you, folks, that uh, none of us get out of here before persecution. Jesus already said what you we're trying to do here is alert you to the fact of what is coming. That, number one, our currency has been taken away. Our jobs have been taken away. Many of you out there, you have your homes taken away. Steve, you don't know the number of people who have written into me and they're living in RVs. Maybe they're a week away from one of the tent cities that are popping up all over this country. The point is, folks, I don't think we can turn this thing around. Judgment is falling on America. The question is, is what are you going to do? Okay. What you need to be doing is understand this stuff is coming, judgment is falling, and you need to prepare yourself. And you need to prepare yourself to endure till the end. The key to enduring till the return of the Lord, Steve, as I found out, is the patience and the faith of the saints. If you don't realize what's coming and harden yourself right now, okay, to endure, then what's going to happen, it's just going to take you over like a tsunami. You're going to be washed away, and you're going to probably wake up and say, hey, wait a minute. This caught me off guard like a thief in the night. I didn't sign up for this. And what you're going to do is you're going to fall away, and then we're talking about eternity in hell. 
if you fall away from Jesus Christ and deny him in the days that are ahead. What you've got to do is wake up, ask God where he would have you to be geographically, evaluate what resources you have, determine how you can best use them, okay? The answer here is not uh, putting your faith in your IRA or your currency under your mattress. That's going to fail. What happens if they do a currency recall, okay? Some of you have resources, can make decisions now. Some of you are just believing God day by day, and God will take care of you. When your resources run out, he can drop manna from heaven. Okay, but it says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. There are some things that we all can do right now. And then beyond that, what we've all been called to do is pick up the sword of the Spirit. Okay, preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. Lead others to Christ, because the hour is late, and when night comes, no man can work. We've been asked to also see people set free of demonic spirits. Okay, Jesus said that signs that would fall them that believe is, number one, they'll cast out demons in my name. They'll speak in new tongues and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We've been called to work until the Lord returns. What we're trying to tell you is they've got 72 fusion centers in this country. Many people are going to be rounded up. There's some of us missing right now that are going to the concentration camps. There's others that will probably lose our head. Okay, from one of the uh, the Muslims, they're going to try to take our head in this country. You know, I always thought it interesting, Steve, that the word talked about beheading. And there's only one religion on earth that uses that as their signature, and that's Islam. Right. That we're allowing to put mosques up all over this country. You know, they're worshiping a, a demonic uh, moon demon called Allah. That's what it is, folks. It's a moon demon named Allah. And I don't apologize for that. It's an abomination. Not only do we have mosques going up over this country, we've got Hindu temples here. Okay? But let me get back on track here. Um, some are going into captivity. Okay? Some are going to be beheaded. And there's others that are going to endure till the end to see Jesus Christ return at the last trumpet. Now, my grandmother will debate me on this, Steve, and she says, well, I believe God's going to have fruit gatherings. Well, if he does, then praise God. If we get out of here early, then praise the Lord. But if we don't, and we actually see these things happen that we've been trying to warn people. In your case, for decades, Steve, you've been sounding the alarm. If we don't do that, of course, God is going to uh, hold us responsible. And I think that's what he was trying to wake me up to. It's time to start shouting this message. Get ready. Oh, no. Okay. Yep. Get ready to endure till the end. Understand trouble's coming. Prepare for it. And we're to work until the Lord returns. I better stop preaching. Let me give it back to you. Well, Bruce, here, Jesus didn't pray to the Father to take us out of the world, but to keep us through his word in the world that we might overcome. The rapture people always teach the separating of the, you know, the wheat and the tares, but the bottom line is when the disciples ask Jesus for that, you know, it's the righteous who are left and it's the wicked who are taken. You know, so there will be righteous people living. Also, there are people that will bite it out, shoot it out. Look, Dimitri Dudeman made it very clear that the, the civil war in this country is going to start in the Midwest, okay? I don't know how it's going to start. I just know that it's getting prepared to start. I, and I'm going to go in and I'm going to predict something. I, it would not surprise me to see the very people that initiate the 9-11 type events, okay, the secret government, go out and, and literally shoot down a bunch of TSA people. And hear what I'm saying. I'm not advocating that, but what I'm saying is it will not surprise me a bit to have that so that the clampdown will come. Listen to everyone who's listening to this voice, especially those of you who, who are in that world. Don't think you're not expendable. 
It, all you have to understand is the purges of Mao, the purges of Stalin, the purges of, of Russia, communist Russia. If you understand pogroms, purges, and liquidations of the Nazis, you'll understand that we are in that world. You know, Bruce, I've got to tell you a funny story. Uh, obviously, you and I were both in a similar business for a number of years, the you know firearms business. And literally, I've had three okay corral moments in my life, okay? The last one was with a Christian who basically had his H&K, uh, you know, and, and, and ready to, to basically, you know, go at it with me. This is up in the woods, okay? He didn't know I had my pistol. I w- I'm always armed, okay? And I'm not bragging, but I always am. And the thing is, is that, you know, I have two witnesses to that, and this was a Christian who was ready to draw on me. Draw God on me. God have mercy. So, so what I'm telling you is this, is that word is so bantered around. I think you, you have to define, okay, a Christian nowadays, in my opinion, a, a, a biblically-based definition of Christian would be a follower of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, an obedient follower of the Lamb who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, who acknowledges God as the Father of us all, who has repented, and who's seeking to do the will of God to the best of his ability. Look, I know people are struggling. There are people listening to me right now that are struggling with sins in their life, just like I struggle with sins in my life, okay? And one of the things is I have to say to the people that are struggling, you're loved. Come back to the Father. It doesn't matter. The point is, is if you even feel guilty, that's a good thing. Can I tell you something? The reason guilt is good is that's the conviction of the Holy Ghost. And if it weren't for the conviction of the Holy Ghost, we couldn't come back to Jesus. So Amen. I'm telling uh, those of you out there tonight, I'm pleading with you, look, come back to the Lord. I, my favorite scripture that applies to me so well is that though your sins be as scarlet, I said, Lord, I have probably 21 colors of scarlet in my life. He said, I'll make them as white as wool. And, and, and the Lord's been saying, you've got to understand, Steve, when I cover you with my blood, you're covered. You shouldn't, meaning I, Steve, or anybody listening to me, shouldn't go looking. You shouldn't go fishing for what the Lord has already basically put in the taxidermy shop, okay? It's a gone. It's done. He says, I'll remember your sin no more. Well, that's the thing, Bruce. If I were to share anything tonight, you know what I hope comes out of tonight more than anything? That people get on their knees, first of all, repent, but say, Lord, teach me how to be your friend. Jesus said, henceforth I call you no longer servants, but friends, for I've told you what I'm going to do. For the servant doesn't know what the master does, but Jesus has told us everything. I want people to understand that they can have a friendship with the Son of God. They can, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know? I mean, basically, uh, the, Jesus is the heart of the Father personified. That's why, Bruce, people who hate God want to do away with his creation. That's why the fusion centers, it's, there's more. Look, there are a lot of people that work for that that don't even really understand. They're probably well-meaning people. But the thing is, at the end of the day, what is accomplished when you're spying on all the internal citizens of a country where you're going to kill off any resistance that could have protected against foreign invasion? And, and, the, and I've said this. I was told this by multiple uh, people that can't go above, uh, they don't have the argument that, uh, well, that's above my pay grade. You can't go above these guys' pay grades, okay? There is no such thing. Steve, and you know, Rumsfeld even said before he left office, folks, and I'm talking couple of administrations back. He said, um, at the next terrorist strike, we'll call in NORTHCOM, we'll call in foreign peacekeeping troops. That is the plan here. There's going to be a trigger event, there's going to be a civil riot here, and then you need to pay attention to what Dimitri Dudeman said. 
He said, while the government is busy with that, we're going to have a Red Dawn invasion. Yep. He said, the Russian Spetsnaz troops know where our nuclear power plants are, and then we're going to have Mexico, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America go right up the southern border. Now we've got Chinese subs off the East Coast showing us that uh, at any time they can pop up undetected, they can lob a ICBM if they wanted to, nuclear-tipped. Folks, it's all she wrote. The only hope we have right now is Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm not saying that you need to be fearful. You need to prepare physically the best you can. And having done all, you stand. But what I'm also saying here, and Steve's saying tonight, it's time to get into the battle spiritually. It's time to understand that if uh, if you're being obedient to the Lord and you're doing what he's called you to do, that he can protect you. There can be a nuke go off down the street. And if he wants you to walk through it, you can walk through it. And if we lose our lives, Steve, it says to be absent from the body is to be present before the Lord. What the wicked don't understand is that these things are coming, and their time is running out to repent. We're all going to step out of this body. The real question is, where are you going to spend eternity? With the Lord or in the lake of fire, prepared for the devil and his angels? My point is, is that God is calling a few good men and women to get into the battle there. And Steve, it might only be like uh, Gideon's 300. I don't know if the people are going to wake up or not. But God can use 300 to smite the enemy. And one thing I will tell you that all these wicked men and uh, women in power have in common denominator are foul spirits. And I've always said one man, one woman binding and loosing can push some of this back. If you get a whole group praying together, there's no limit to what can happen. Ultimately, God is going to judge this nation. Sometimes I just feel like giving up. And then I'm reminded of what happened with Jonah when he you know, warned Nineveh. They got another 40 years. I don't know if God might have mercy on this country and give us a little bit more time. I think it's worth a try. But even if he doesn't give us any more time, and even if we're about to see all this unfold, which I believe we are, we're right on the eve of it, I do believe we can save some souls in the process. Well, I think, Bruce, and, and again, I, I, I certainly, I, I've got to share this with you. Years ago, uh, and, 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 you know, I, I mean, sometimes at night I don't sleep, you know, because my mind kicks into overdrive, and I pray, and I, I pray in the Spirit, and I'm just asking the Lord. I'm saying, Lord, you know, help me to tell your people. Actually, uh, I bought a giant hourglass. I bought about a three-foot-tall hourglass after this, but not before this. Lord, show me uh, an hourglass with his hand. It was tipped up in the last grains of sand. Let me say this, Bruce. It's not coming. It's here. You've got total financial devastation in the marketplace. Just because the fat cats still have their multiple G4s and G5s and have multiple houses around the world and can flee to their places of refuge, that's not a realistic picture of where America's at. The thing is, is that most people are one house payment away from technical default. Now, how long before they can be thrown out is another thing. That's Let me ask brother. you this. What happens yes. if the evil ones just completely cut out Social Security? Oh, my goodness. This is going to be riding in the streets. People are going to what start if you, No, let me. The, these are rhetorical questions. Because how many people want Social Security? Masses. Right. What happens when you think you've got money for retirement, but it's taken over by the U.S. government, and you're told you'll get a 4% uh, return monthly, and when you die, it passes uh, to the government and not to your heirs? What happens? What happens, Bruce, when basically you go to the ATM machine or the uh, cash withdrawal machine and you can't withdraw? What happens? Well, you know, everything comes to this point. Everything comes to a screeching halt. 
years ago, and I, only, I told you, I only get a prophecy that is really specific and pronounced probably once every two years. And and years ago, I gave a prophecy, and it was the time is coming because America is so busy with their uh, day-to-day cares that they care not for me. The Lord said, I'm going to bring your nation to an entire standstill. Yes. No planes will fly, no trucks will run, no trains will run, and in that period, I will give you space to repent and to seek me, you know? Because yes. everybody's too busy for Jesus. Everybody. You know, everybody, everybody is Steve, and uh, right, and I'm only hoping that situation. You know? Yep. You know what, um, folks? It can happen. It's happened in Argentina. They woke up one morning, their bank accounts were frozen, and then the money that they had was worth fifty percent less than it was the night before, and they rationed it. It's going to come here. All China has to do is say we're not sending any more goods, and we're totally crippled. Look at what they happened when they uh, told Japan they weren't sending any more rare metals. Yep. I mean, folks, uh, they've got us over a barrel, and literally, economically, and they can, militarily. How about the scripture? Yeah, how about the scripture, Bruce? The borrower is servant to the lender. China is the world's leading lender right now. I don't know Guess anything what? that's not made in China, Steve. Well, right, and, and see, the thing is, is that, that look, they, and, and, and you've got to understand, this is, this is a righteous even before God. God wants us, as a righteous nation, even to deal righteously with unrighteous nations when it comes to finance. Sure. Now, here's the thing that, uh, that, again, we've got to deal with. Look, the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not money that's the root of all evil, but let me take it the next step. The control of money is the control of all evil. Money is power. You can't believe, look, if, if Bruce, if somebody could print a billion dollars and give you a billion dollars, you could go out and buy stuff. You'd think you were a billionaire, okay, until the money failed. And see, right. this, is why, this is why the whole financial system of the United States is based on a fraud. It's based on unjust measures. Amen. So what, what, what's amazing to me, okay, and, and this is the world I live in daily, I get calls from people that uh, the financial advisors are telling them to put it into T-bills because their, their money is into T-bills because it's safe. Safe? Are you kidding me? The thing is, is that the Kotlikoff, one of the most brilliant economists in the world, says we're $840 trillion in debt. Just to remind everybody, that's $160 trillion short of a quadrillion. If you take our domestic, our gross domestic product at $14 trillion, it takes a lot of years, you know, to, to pay that money off, you know, a lot. It's impossible. So the thing is, is that what, what, what the uh, quantitative easing is, is just papering the planet. And it's papering the planet with worthless dollars. Meanwhile, the people that are getting those worthless dollars are turning around and buying up mines all over the world. Absolutely. And that's why... In the real world, and I, I have guys that trade billions a day that I know, okay? And billions was with a B. And they're telling me, when they tell me, Steve, if you bring a million bucks or a person brings a million bucks to China, you're probably going to get a, a 40% discount. So what does that tell you? There's 40% too many dollars out there, okay, just in, in that exchange rate. Now, there's some countries, obviously, that still favor the American dollar, but they've become fewer and fewer. Look, you can't even get to India. India is really not thrilled with the American dollar, okay? And it used to be that the American $100 bill was a sign of freedom, financial, it was a sign of provision, it was a sign of hope, it was a sign of opportunity. It was a sign that, look, there's a nation out there that's different, okay? But look, we are so we are so wretched. 
look, Bruce, the, and you know, and, and I know that we're preaching to the choir, but I got to tell you something. I know a lot of my listeners, at least by their email addresses, you know, and it's amazing how tough they sound in their emails to me and how incredibly uh, pacifistic they are in their lifestyles, you know. Steve, I, if I could drive home one point uh, tonight, it would be this, folks. The government has no contingency plan for you and I other than all-out slavery. A one-way line into the Superdome. You go in, you don't come out. Right. Okay? And, I call, and, then, and I call that slaughterariums. There was a guy once uh, that I heard, Steve, a really wise man. He said, when the time to act comes, the time to prepare is over with. I wonder who that was, folks. That was Steve Quill. What we're trying to tell you here is the government has a plan for itself, okay? They've run the machines 24 hours a day, putting high-quality, long-term storage foods underground of their bunkers. You know, they prepared for an attack on D.C. to move their headquarters to Colorado. They've got a huge bunker over there. We all know some of those facts. Um, people are leaving the country. Guys like Tony Robbins are getting on their jets going to Fiji. Uh, I even heard that uh, a few of the billionaires, Steve, were told it's all over with, and they're calling it quits and going underground, leaving the Absolutely. country. I can, t- I can tell you this. I won't even name the country, but I have access to some place where I have, I know people where some of the richest people in the world dock their 165-foot yachts, okay? And I'll let everybody think about that. I'm telling you this. The ships are putting out to sea. I'm telling you point blank. I know that firsthand. Folks, I'm not uh, if, if a you're, friend of a friend. I'm just telling you, I know that firsthand. Steve's telling you the truth here. If you're waiting uh, to get a uh, red alert on the news, it'll be too late then. The government uh, has a plan, and that is to totally cripple us to where we have to get in the food line to get our six-pack of bottled water and an MRE ration on our way into the FEMA concentration camps. What I'm here to tell you is uh, wake up right now, understand the lateness of the hour. Number one, you need to get prepared spiritually ready to meet Jesus Christ if you were to be hit by a Mack truck tomorrow. Ask God what it is that he would have you to do. And then you need to determine what physical preparations can I still make while there's still some resources and some time to do it to take care of my family. You know, we can't prepare for every contingency, but God does expect us to do what we can, okay, and then uh, stand, having done all that we can do. If we don't do that and you're waiting for the government, uh, there's a lot of other people that are also waiting Okay, and you're going to be in a long line. Uh, that's exactly where they want to get us, Steve. They want us to be totally crippled to where we'll give up anything for a bottle of water. Well, or how about this, manipulate and manufacture a series of events where, I mean, they could even go this way. They could play Jubilee and promise everybody a free mortgage if they just take the mark of the beast. God have mercy. That's where it's headed. Yeah, look, here. you see, sometimes, sometimes, remember this, the Hegelian dialectic has always been the same. You create the problem, okay? You provide the solution to the problem, and in providing the solution to the problem, you bring about your desired result, okay? It's called thesis, antithesis, synthesis, okay? So if you're creating the problem, i.e. 9-11, you create the lockdown on American citizens, you, you invent an enemy. And by the way, the people, listen, I'm not denying what happened to 9-11. I'm just telling you this, that if I hire a bunch of thugs and give them the name Al-Qaeda or I give them whatever name I want to give them, the point is is that somebody still hired them. See, this is the thing I learned early, in, and I've written books on uh, nuclear weapons and and the Cold War and stuff, you know. And, I mean, some of the books I've written, I don't even 
even have out published anymore. Some people have copies Steve, of it. Steve, you were one of the first to, to break the story, even on the nuclear biological chemical attack with Breathe yep. No Evil. Right, and Breathe No Evil, I went on record two weeks before the Om Shinrikyo. I didn't know where, but I knew the event was coming. I said within two weeks there will be a major chemical or biological attack in a major city of the world, and when that attack comes, it's going to change the world forever, which it did. I was also the first to talk about the suitcase nukes, okay, even before Kurt Weldon had his Weldon committee. I was talking about them continually. I went to the director of, uh, oh, good night, uh, oh, uh, the FBI, I forget. Get his name. Well, actually, I know his name, but I won't give his name out. Uh, Director Prima of Counterintelligence, yeah. you know. And I, I've told this story before. You know, I, I hired a lawyer who was a former agent for Langley, and I said, "Look, I'm tired of being told I'm full of crap or having the uh, these moron uh, people come out as spokesmen for the CIA saying there are no such thing as suitcase nukes." I was uh, Bruce. I was two weeks away from interviewing. Okay, uh, the oh, good meet tonight, General Labad. Okay, Boris Yeltsin's yes. National Security Advisor, and uh, you know, I had. Um, I knew people that knew people. In two phone calls, I got to him, okay? Well, actually, I got to his project. Never talked to General Lebed. And I was ready to interview him. Well, he was blown up in a helicopter. And I said instantly, I think it was on coast to coast, I said, uh, you know, he was blown up. And they said it was an accident. Then his brother came out, who was in the Russian military, and said, uh, you know, uh, my brother was uh, shot down in his helicopter with a, with a missile. So somebody high up gave the order to take him out, okay? And if you look up General Alexander Lebed, L-E-B-E-D, okay, he was the head of uh, uh, the Russian military pretty much in Siberia, and if you don't know anything about Siberia, contained the majority of the Soviet's nuclear strike force, okay? And he came to the United States, testified about suitcase nukes. Now, let me make something clear to people. Uh, the, the typical debunking went something like this. Well, they have to have batteries. They have to have the thorium, you know, uh, supply, blah, 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 too hard. When I got into the world I got into for a number of years, and the people that knew what was going down and, and diffusing these things in the United States, they, they told me, Steve, you said, these are hybrids. They're using the latest triggers. And, and I remember watching yes. Saddam Hussein on, on CNN holding up a Q-switch. A Q-switch is what triggers a nuclear device, okay? Heck, I, I, I sat down with a guy, and he told me what they were going for on the black market, you know? And I, I've told the story, and it's real, you know? They'll get you anything you want, and if they don't have it, they'll steal it. It doesn't get any Absolutely. easier than that. Absolutely. You know, shop all you like, shop all you lot, but we want to see the caps, uh, you know, the color of your money first. And, and you know, I mean, I remember this is a true story. The guy says, "You want MIG? We get MIG. We deliver it to Mexico. After that, it's your problem." You know, Steve. Uh, how many people came into the border last night? Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, I don't know. You know, too many. Well, folks, I don't think anybody knows. And for that reason, how right. many suitcase nukes came in last night? We have no idea. Right. This has just started last night. It's been going on for a while. There are suitcase nukes in this country, and when they want to detonate one, they'll do it. And you right. know what? And, and uh, just can... as they, they did a 911, Steve, they'll bring another contrived chaos, okay, another false flag, and it's going to happen, folks, but then it's going to be too late to do anything about it because this entire country is going to be a martial law. Steve, it's no, um, it's no secret that I was in the uh, firearms business. I had a uh, gun store, and I had a guy walk in one day. Well, I'll tell you two stories. I had uh, some people that uh, walked in. Uh, they called themselves Christians, and I said, do you know what time it is? I said, are you doing anything to prepare because hard times are coming? And they said, I'll tell you what my preparation is. I've got a forty-five, and I'm going to go take what I need by force for my neighbor. Folks, there are people out there that are coming for everything that you've got. Okay? 
I called him Wolves. And then I had another guy that came in, and he was with the National Guard, and he told me a true story. He said when September 11th happened, he immediately got a page, and he was told to uh, get down to the nearest police station, carry any kind of firearm that he had, and they were going to give him ammo and be prepared. And what they were going to do is uh, he was waiting on the call. They were going to get uh, some Humvees with, with fifty caliber machine guns mounted on top, and they were going to go down and basically park in the middle of uh, 75 and 85, which is uh, down here in Georgia, and they were going to shut the whole thing down. They would be able to shut down all major roads within three hours. That's their turnaround time, or less. We're going to wake up, and the, all everything's going to be shut down. Then the time to do anything is going to be over with. You know, again, Bruce, here's the thing. Uh, people ask me what they should do. I said, I don't have an answer for you except go to Jesus and ask him. I said, I believe, me, believe it or not, after prepping all these years, I'm still in the same position everybody else is. What do I do? Where do I go, Lord? You know, I told the story of having, uh, you know, a nice hit team of 12 uh, troops set up to my property up in the mountains that had been prepared for the people of God, you know, betrayed, by the way, by the guy that uh, wanted to draw me. And for the record, he would have lost. <laughs> The point is, is that, uh, uh, and I'm not that that's not top talk, but you know the thing is, is that uh, interesting story because you know people say, oh, you just sit around and make this stuff up. Well, I had a caretaker there that heard the story on Alex Jones about you know the different foreign troops looking at different areas, and he didn't believe me until Steve, he was I've seen one. Russians in the state of Georgia. I kid you not. People ask, uh, I mean, how could this be? Folks, they're coming into the border. We've got Chinese troops on the border. You know, we've got uh, we've got mafia in this country. We've got in, even in my own state here, we've got um, MS-13, one of the most vile Latino ba- uh, gangs there is. There's over three hundred thousand gang members alone in Los Angeles, armed to the teeth. And by the way, armed to the teeth. When 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 I broke the story years ago, and I broke the story, I, I basically, if, if I remember right, even knew the names of the ships and the operations and everything. The, the, the Chinese had a throwaway ship that I think was either picked up in, and my memory is a little bit off here, but basically the one that was picked up in Long Beach wasn't that they they actually allowed all the focus to go on the one that was in Long Beach, and then they unloaded all the heavy equipment that was going to the gangs uh, in Vancouver. Okay. So yeah, the point, and, and I think it was the former, uh, I think one of the premier of China's uh, either sons or grandsons, you know, that owned the company. Saying all that, you have no idea, ladies and gentlemen, how prepared the gangs are. By the way, I've interviewed gang members, okay? And uh, I, 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 mean, I know this will sound strange, but a lot of times I get along well in the interview because the thing is, is that I don't, I'm not out to tell them what they're doing is wrong and stuff, but I want you to know something. These guys have organization, they have tactics, they have skills, a lot of them went into the military to learn, you know. A lot of them were sent into the military by the gangs to learn how to work heavy weapons, work, uh, uh, you know, AT-4s, work all the, the goodies, if you will. You See, know, we, teach everybody how to field strip an M249. People forget they were going into the Mexican military, okay, and then they're going AWOL with their weapons, folks, okay. Yep. And that's the that's the ones that weren't even trained by uh, our own special forces. Right, but, I'm uh, talking about the U.S. military, though, Bruce. I'm talking about gang members in the U.S. military. Wow, Steve, uh, speak to a moment to the law enforcement out there that uh, think that you know, hey, I've got a badge, I'm going to be okay in martial law. They told me uh, me and my family are going to be protected. Explain right. the blue and the red blue list. Okay, the blue list are those who will be utilized, i.e., 
specific members of the armed forces, uh, the law enforcement, all the different federal agencies to go and uh, participate in the roundup, the imprisonment, the, the control of people putting on the trains. Now, they're on the blue list. Again, the man that was murdered for telling me this told me this, and after 30 feet, he, he wasn't sure it was uh, 30, 45, or 60 days, then they're all taken out by the foreign troops who have their entire profiles. I told this to some friends. I have a lot of people that listen to the show in law enforcement all over the country, okay? And the first time I told that, I don't remember, you know, again, time is time is irrelevant to me because I'm more event-driven, okay? But the thing is, is that I got a call from a detective, major, uh, you know, area of the country. Let's just leave it at that. You know, chief of the detective division. He said, you know, he said, Steve, I thought you were full of it. But he said, but we have a strange Eastern European guy that seems to know more about us than our own uh, captain, and he's there, and he's he's watching our every move. And I said, well, let me tell you what he is. And I won't say the name of the officer, but I said, my brother. Then the guy is a brother. I said, this is the guy that's the shooter. The shooter is placed within the a police organization to basically, if you balk or if you don't toe the line or if you show any resistance or they're told to watch those that are questionable, you will be assassinated by those guys. Now, I'm not making this up. This was told to me by the world of special operations and validated by people in the intelligence community. I'm only telling people this, especially the blue list. So the blue list are the people that have participated in the slaughter, roundup, and imprisonment of their fellow Americans, and they get whacked, assassinated, killed, murdered within 60 days because they can't be trusted. Their families become hostages that will be used as a leverage over the law enforcement officers to see that they toe the line. Well, the officer is being deployed to some other state, most likely, other than the one he's, you know, uh, being, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sorry, being paid to protect or being you know, paid to serve in, his family will supposedly be taken to a safe place. I got news for you. What they do to the families is not what they say they're going to do for the officers. The families aren't kept safe. They're kept as a hostage or a lever to use. Now, look, I couldn't know this, Bruce. I'm not writing, in this case, a fictional novel about this. This is what I've been told. So people say, well, can you can you give me the name of the officer and I'll believe you. I said, nice try, whatever your GS designation is or, you know, whatever agency you work for. And, and it's amazing because the thing is, is that even with names, if I, if, and, and, you know, I tell, I say this to people, and this is true, this isn't a, a, a false cover. I don't ask for names, I don't care about names, and I don't necessarily want to know them, okay? All I'm caring about is the data. Then I have to take it to the Lord and say, Lord, give me confirmation, two or three confirmations, please. There are times, and, and look, one of the ladies who's the dear, one of my two dearest friends, uh, you know, obviously, it worked for, you know, the former head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Thomas Moore, and he told her, he said, Steve is telling people the truth. He's the only one that's telling people what's really going on. And he told her why some things that I'd warned about never came to pass. And you know what he told her? This is the head of the U.S. military. The Joint Chiefs of Staff said, because so many things have been interrupted as they've been made known to the public.
In other words, if an operation is secret, top secret, ATS above top secret, uh, magic, yes. whatever the clearance level cosmic, once it gets out, they, they, they disband the uh, operation, you know, and even if it's in the middle of it, they'll call it off as soon as they can get their men or, you know, uh, people out of there. So that's what the former head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff told a friend of mine who was one of his researchers, okay, his chief researcher. And and so what, I didn't know that. Uh, she volunteered that. I do know this, that, I, you know, I, I'm trying to bear true witness. I know this, that God is, is pleading with his people, not begging them, but he's pleading with them. He gave us free will. We can either open our eyes and see or allow our ears to be open and hear. And Jesus said, let them who have ears hear, let them who have eyes see. But, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I think we belong to the brotherhood of the I know nothings or whatever, the Hogan's hero, uh, you know, Sergeant Schultz. You know, if anybody remembers Hogan Heroes, he was the, the you know, the kind of jovial, rounder, rotunda sergeant in the prison camp that knew nothing, okay? Well, the thing is, is that if God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and Bruce, on the converse side of that, they must be protected with the, uh, not only uh, presence of knowledge, but the obedience to it, you know? Steve, you know, and when I looked at the scenarios that we could uh, we could go through, for those of us that find ourselves alive when this happens, and I'm talking to everyone out there and listening because we're going to see it. Uh, I asked myself, what would be the give me the greatest chance of survival? And uh, I came to the conclusion, it's those people that are sold out to Jesus Christ and are about his business, doing his work. You know, folks, if you're going to church uh, on Sunday for an hour or two, can't wait to get out to go out and eat, drop a couple bucks in the offering plate, bless God, and then leave and go back to living like you're doing every day, why should God uh, preserve you? You'll probably end up going to the concentration camps. It's time to go to summer school. As Benjamin Brook uh, once said, you know, God will send you back to summer school with a blowtorch and a, a scrub brush. Uh, I think that if someone wants to survive what is coming, they've got to wake up right now, understand that we don't get out of here without enduring some persecution and tribulation, and get busy about the Lord's work. And then ask themselves, what can I do while there's still some time to prepare? You know, I believe I, that those that are doing the Lord's business, Steve, the God's going to say, hey, I think I'll keep them around a little bit longer. They're valuable. Well, i got to tell you something. If, 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 if God awake. didn't keep, keep the, the ones who are doing the Lord's business around, there'd be no one doing the Lord's business. Amen. And there's a I lot mean, of work to be done out there. I mean, Bruce, it's obvious, okay? It's so obvious. It's obvious by the deafening uh, shadow men that, uh, uh, you know, Jesus never hung out in the shadows, okay? That's why he said the night comes work while it's yet day, for the night comes when no man can work. What do people think that means? That it's just an EMP attack that knocks out the power? No, it's the power of darkness. Darkness is descending. Uh, darkness is ascending. From what I read from Mr. Langley to my dear friend, the bottom line is is that, that they're trying to terror, T-E-R-R-O-R, form the atmosphere. I, I can tell you this. And I'll just say this. There was a multiple-star, uh, multiple four-star sign-off on some of the stuff that I was briefed on. And that just simply means that, you know, everybody's got to agree. 
and one of the brightest men in the world, and I'm not allowed to use his name, told me point blank, this is why, this is why they're preparing for the return of the Nephilim. Come on, the word Nephilim oh, outside of a band was never brought into the public until I wrote about it to the degree I wrote about it, okay? When I was on Coast to Coast talking about the giants and the fallen angels and everything, that, that was heard in those days by 12 million people. And what, I, what I've told people is, is that, look, None of my information comes from the web bots. If I bring up what we're talking about right now is going to be in some pipe search that uh, the web bots are hooked into. A web bot is simply a crawler or a spider. It's, it's got advanced genius level programming language to sort memes, which are themes and all that stuff. But I'm not talking about that. I don't have anything to do with that, okay? And the thing is, I've talked about it in my show uh, over the years because, you know, it was what I call predictive linguistic software. And, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the thoughts, the fingers type. For instance, if you're angry about uh, uh, tomorrow, for instance, you're going to vote on the mortgage fraud gate, and everybody better get involved in this one, okay? It's, uh, it's real. You need to call your... Uh, senators and congressmen and say you're opposed to the banks getting a free ride on this you know they're in essence they're going to try and do give the banks the ability to just rewrite all the mortgage fraud in other words they're going to make legal all the illegalities at the expense again of the american people it's it's hr 3808 a veto override attempt and the i think they're limited to one minute you know speeches and the thing is, is that, see, Bruce, we don't fight for anything until it's at the last minute. What I'm trying to propose to people is they begin to stand up and know that there is protection, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Because, again, there is no protection and anonymity. You, if you type your friends and your, uh, I like this one, hidden warrior of Christ, that's an email, okay? Uh, you know, come on, you know? What are you doing? You know, what are you okay. doing? Or... Or religious-sounding email names like, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, humble servant one or uh, fearless one. I mean, I'm, I'm, some of these I'm making up, but you know what I'm saying, Steve. The enemy and, is and, in the and, gates, my friend. The watchman is falling asleep on the tower. Okay, uh, there's a party going on, as it was in the days of Noah. They were eating and drinking and giving a marriage, knew not till the flood came, took them all away. Jesus warned that, folks. And I'm trying to tell you, there's a very real physical enemy that we've been talking about tonight, China, Russia, uh, the economic crash that's upon us. But, Steve, I think in the next half hour that we've gotten left, you need to talk about the spiritual threat, the host of hell, that are getting ready to be unleashed here. And, folks, the only way to survive this is pick up the sword of the Spirit, understand who your enemy is, Satan, and understand that we've been given the weapons of warfare to overcome the enemy. And we've got to get into the battle. If we don't... We're going to be washed away with the rest that we washed away in this flood, this spiritual flood that's coming. Uh, Steve, I've been seeing 911 almost uh, every day when I look at the clocks. And I said, what the heck could that mean? Does it just mean another 911 event? Well, it could be. But I also believe what someone pointed out to me. They said, go look at Revelation 9-11. And I went over there, and I picked up my Bible, and it says, and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. People don't understand the reality of the demonic and the uh, the fallen angels of Genesis 6. They did it before. They'll do it again. And this uh, interbreeding was so horrific. These guys were so wicked. 
You said it straight. They were eating everything in sight. They were cannibalistic. They were mating with everything. They were creating these hybrid animals, the chimera, and they were homosexual on top of that. God had to destroy them. And we do deliver its uh, programs, and you won't believe the calls we get. People already being attacked. And, folks, we've talked about the physical threat. Wait till you see these things start to manifest. What are you going to do when you come face to face? with one of the bulls of uh, Bashan that Jesus talked about. I was reading about that today. You know, even uh, Stephen, he said they were gnashing at me with their teeth. They were biting him. Demonized men. We've got Incubus, Succubus being unleashed. You've got Abaddon over here in Revelation 9 11. You've got all these beasts that come out of the the pit. They've got hair like women, and they've got uh, tails like scorpions, and they torment, torment men and women. And a few of the deliverance ministers that are out there still left, and there's very few. Uh, I was talking to one the other day, and he said, uh, very soon the veil is being pierced, and you're going to see these things manifest. And that's what they've been trying to do, isn't it? Break through these gates and make contact with these wicked things. And folks, the only protection you and I have is Jesus Christ and understanding the aspect of spiritual warfare. What are you going to do when you come face-to-face? You better know about binding and loosing and your authority you have in Jesus Christ, or you're not going to be in a match. Steve? Well, what people need to understand is when the fallen angels, and let me make this clear again, the fallen angels didn't stay in their first estate, in other words, heaven. They, they left the area that God had created them to. They came to earth. They took on the, they have a, the ability to shapeshift. They were able to, in essence, size themselves accordingly, appropriate the plumbing, and impregnate human women with their seed. The offspring of the human women and the fallen angels. Now, let me make this clear. Jesus said, in heaven, they are as the angels. They are neither given or taken in marriage. In the argument about whose wife is, if somebody's married to two different people, who gets her in heaven? She said it's not like that in heaven, but what we're talking about is on earth, okay? And and the deal is, is I made it this clear, and I, but I've got to always go back to this. It's in heaven that the angels don't mate, okay? It's in heaven there is no marriage. Obviously, that's not the Mormon faith, but that's what the Bible says. The point is, is that we are talking about fallen angels coming to earth, producing offspring which became the giants the mighty men of old the mighty men of renown and those giants when they were slain either by joshua and caleb or the different tribes when those giants are slain their spirits the spirits of the giant which are not human and not fallen angel but a hybridized or bastard that Amen. is where the word bastard came from it has nothing to do with politicians although it applies it has everything to do with the offspring of the fallen angels steve what i call demons my friend well, they are demons, and 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 and, and, and no, I'm trying to give the history of it. Okay. Yes. Right. <laughs> so the demons are disembodied spirits of the former giants. Yes. They have personality. They have wisdom. They have knowledge. They have, uh, uh, let's say, this specific ones had different uh, areas of specialty. So these are the things that are being loosed. There's also a category of chained fallen angels. Yes. Not all the fallen angels had sex in and initially it was 200 that came to Mount Hermon 
After that, the Bible doesn't talk about how many fallen angels fell the second time. In other words, there were fallen angels before the flood having sex with earth women. There were fallen angels after the flood having sex. Okay? Amen. That's right. So the point is, is that, and now we're going to have a third time, but the third time is different. Just as I read you the fabulous piece by the former CIA high-ranking official on the rainbow and the covenant and the frequencies and the bands, see, every boundary that God had set for our uh, protection is being overruled and overridden by people who want us destroyed. So when Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail, he didn't say the gates of hell will have no effect, did he? He said they'll not prevail. The word prevail means it's going to come against us. What's coming through the gates, CERN, and all of the uh, high-energy physics that are tampering with the very stuff of reality, the very composition of the universe, they're trying in a nutshell to take down everything that God has kept these things. In other words, God imprisoned them, okay? And these guys are all the gate losers, and then there are some men called the gatekeepers, men and women. The gatekeepers have been those that have kept the gates closed, and, you know, it's not like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom with secret guys that, you know, but it's a group of men and a group of women, and by the way, some of these women and I, I, again, I failed in bringing one of them on the radio. I had pled my case to her, and uh, it looked like she would come and talk from a woman's perspective and a woman warrior's perspective. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and there's a very special lady that I owe my life out to and uh, I literally owe my life to, and I want to thank you for that. I won't go into detail, but the thing is is that we are now in a time period where People cannot endure sound doctrine, okay? Where the voice of God is drowned out by the iPods and the, you know, the music and, and, and everything out there, the HD infrasound. Infrasound means sound that's out of the audible spectrum, but that you can hear in your mastoid and other ways, your cranial, if you will, uh, your cranium turns into a giant receiver. And what's, you know, they've, they've, they've got this down to a supernatural evil science. So those things are being released. Now, the reason why the Egyptian and all of the different, uh, not just the Egyptians, other societies mummified their dead is so that the spirits that were cast out or left when the body or the host died can reanimate them. I can tell you this, Ramesses has been reanimated, okay? Ramesses, wow. and, and, and I can tell you this, too. Some of the creatures and critters you hear about hell are already reanimated. You know, when Steven Spielberg came out with Jurassic Park, he didn't just, uh, uh, you know, just buy the rights because Michael Crichton wrote a really great book. But that technology has been around for a long time, okay? There's literally some walking dead out there, Steve. Well, yeah, and so when I use the word zombies, it's not just a political statement about the people that shouldn't be in the uh, highest offices or the other offices elected in the land. I'm talking about literal things that are dead, because it says dead things are formed under the sea. The word dead, right. I think there's eight times, it's on my website, uh, where the word Rephaim, and Rephaim, look, there are people that argue with me, fine, but they, 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 they are intellectual uh, adulterers, and I mean that, they're not even faithful to the word of God they claim to defend, I won't go into any names here, but the Rephaim, okay, uh, 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 Rapha means the dead, R-A-P-H-A, and I, and I, I want to share this with you. There is a direct linkage between all the volcanoes going off concurrently and simultaneously getting to the Gulf of Aden. Yes, the Gulf of Aden is a very important stargate. 
Think about where the Gulf of Aden is. It's in the middle of the Middle East, okay? Think of where the Garden of Eden was. Think of where Mount Hermon was, and think about what may be loosed in the Gulf of Aden. The Gulf of Aden is having unusual earthquakes, and a lot of them, okay? There's also an active volcano in that region. So it is my contention that as all the volcanoes go up, and by the way, no one else ever said that, when I first started on talk radio, it would be maybe one or two volcanoes, maybe three a year max, but I said, you'll know we're in the end times. I remember the broadcast, I said this, and I thought, boy, that's weird, when all the major volcanoes of the earth become active at the same time. Sue Bradley wrote a great piece on Anak Krakatau, son of Krakatoa, and, and, and Anak literally means giant. Anak was the king from which the word Anakim uh, comes from. Okay, I think I touched on that before. But what's important about it is, is that Anak is Anak Krakatau, the son of Krakatau, 1883, one of the largest and loudest uh, sounds ever recorded or known to exist in human history. Okay, now in human history. So what's interesting about sound is if you believe this and you can grasp this, the correlation between sound and light is so phenomenal. In the Word it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. He said, let there be light. When you look at the voice of the Lord in the Scripture and the Psalms, you'll find something interesting that the voice of God is the creative energy that speaks sound or excuse me speaks light into existence, photons. Okay. And I don't know. Look, I'm I'm a, I'm a you know I'm an, uh, a a carnal man. Uh, all I can know is what God reveals to me. All I can understand is that He expands my ability to understand this. But getting to the demons, we're going to see. We're going to. Uh, I, I gave a prophecy, I think, seven or eight years ago, that the the very fabric of of uh, of uh, what we consider reality is being stretch is being pulled apart and that the unseen will become the seen that men's hearts would fail them for looking after those things coming upon the earth because that which has been chained in the earth is being released okay and Steve, the way uh, god put a hedge of protection around the people and he says if you will uh if you put your hand through that hedge the viper will bite you and what they're right. actually doing as steve is telling you is we're breaking that hedge and these Absolutely. demonic spirits are coming on through and 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 See, this is the thing. I mean, no one's ever even discussed this, but what happens when the demons that people harbor meet the demons that have been loosed in history, you know? Steve, I don't like think a, people understand is it like the a demonic reunion of demons. Uh, you yeah, were around one of the great pioneer uh, deliverance ministers, Derek Prince, for over 10 years. And, folks, if you want to uh, come face-to-face with, with a demon, you get over to uh, our Saturday night programs. We're casting them out in the name of Jesus every single week. Demons are real. And you know, uh, Brother Steve, there are in most of the people listening out there, they're like uh, ticking time bombs. Okay, Absolutely. we can understand <laughs> that our enemy is within ourselves as much as it is uh, uh, these other nations, which also are trying to destroy us simultaneously. We've got. Wait, and by the way, the Catholic out, Church so. just just made a major announcement. But I'm I'm in full fledged agreement with as they need more exorcists. Okay. Amen. But I've got to tell you something. The exorcism isn't in the holy water or a cross with Jesus still on it. The exorcism, as you know, Bruce, is in the power of God. See, the blood of the Lamb, here's something that's interesting. During the Passover, when the angel of death literally passed over the Hebrews, they had to take hyssop, which is a type of weed, and they had to dip the hyssop in the Lamb's blood and apply it over the doors and lentils to their homes, okay? 
Well, we have the blood of Jesus, but without our testimony and our literally speaking it forth, and if God has put his words in our heart and in our mouth, then we are going to get the same effect that God gave because he, he, he has basically said, I'm going to give you my power and authority. So speak Amen. to that mountain. Jesus didn't say yell at it. He didn't say dance around. He didn't say beat your conga drums. He didn't say, you know, holler at the moon and give the peace sign. He said, speak to that mountain. Be thou removed and cast into the sea. And we again, we believe that that faith is a quantitative thing. Jesus taught the difference. He said, if you have faith to the size of a mustard seed, it's quality. And again, the thing of quality faith is is absolutely having the revelation of who Jesus is. You see, this is the problem with all of us. Okay, and I, I, I mean, look, I'm no different. I'm no different. And I, and again, to satisfy my critics out there, I'm worse than all you, so I'm grateful that all you are more righteous than I am. And I mean that. I'm not, that's not a, that's not a Steve trying to defend himself statement. But all I know is this. I don't have anything to stand on except the blood of the Lamb, the word of my testimony, and the things that God has told me, the word of God in my life, and the, the weapons of my warfare, you know, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, having my loins gird with truth. You know what happens with your loins? Your loins either will reproduce truth or they'll reproduce error, you know? That's where seed comes out of, okay? And the point is, is having your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, you know, the peace of God is not the toleration of evil. Tormented people don't have the peace of God. They get the demons cast out, and guess what? The peace of God comes back. Because Amen. fear has torment. If a person's tormented with fear, chances are, and, and forgive me, that's a bad word, it, it, 99% of the time they have a spirit of fear. You know that, Bruce. You're in the deliverance ministry. Absolutely. You know, and Jesus Christ came to set the captives free, folks. And, uh, you know, deliverance is the children's bread. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can get deliverance. You can be set free. You can get your mind back. You can see your soul restored. You know, many people, Steve, are walking around like a literal Swiss cheeses. Their minds are gone. Their souls are so fragmented. And uh, that's what the deliverance ministry is about. It's about getting made whole again. So then you can go out there and you can help your brother and sister pluck them out of the fire. Because time is short for all of us to... Uh, do something, because we're all going to stand before God one day. What are we going to do when we stand before him? Are we going to have any reward when we get there? Are we going to make it in like with a smell of smoke on us? And uh, so it's time to wake up. It's time to pick up the sword of the Spirit. It's time to get into the battle, okay, and do something while you still can. And Steve, we've got about uh, ten minutes remaining. Um, I would like you to speak to two things. There are veterans out there that have given their all for this country. And then this country gave them nothing back. And many of them are uh, basically living in tent cities under a bridge. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. If there's someone out there and listening that would like to help some of the veterans, I understand you have a program and you help them. I do. How can and, they get and in contact with you? I want to say something you? before I even... Hey, Bruce, I want yes, to make sir. an appeal. There are a lot of people that are listening to me, and you guys have made a lot of money. You went into gold and silver. And, and listen, I'm speaking specifically now to my customers, Okay that have made a lot of money by taking my advice. I'm just asking you to pray about helping the veterans. I also, you know, uh, with, with only one exception, do I regret ever helping one. I only regret helping one veteran, okay, only one. Most of them have been amazing. But the thing is, is that inherent in the help is always obviously uh, becoming uh, subject to uh, be, betrayal, okay? So the thing that I'm saying tonight is this. Those of you who have made a lot of money and been blessed, pray about giving some of it back to the veterans. 
I had the most heartbreaking email from a veteran today, Bruce, that's in a hospital. He said, please, Steve, pray for us that they won't kill us. Please pray for us that they won't leave us in our own body fluids. And this man was, was broken, okay? And I want to share something. I have felt impressed, just like I felt impressed to reach out to that lady that was not living the right lifestyle. And by the way, I only lift, I only speak to the subject, not to make her feel bad, to say, God bless you, thank you for coming back into the kingdom, and I love her. Uh, I mean, when I say that, I love her with a godly love, and I say this to those of you who have great wealth, and you know who you are, and you're getting to the point where you don't know if your money is going to deliver you or not. The thing is, is that God's the only one that can deliver you, but if there's somebody that wants to make a way, I have a friend who is a certified public accountant, a man of God, and he'll see to it every dollar that you give to the veterans goes there because Bruce we keep a record of it okay and the thing yeah. is not so much to say whoopee and by the way don't file for tax exemptions or deductions I've never done that my my own my own accountant says you're crazy Steve uh, because he said you can you can take a deduction for all this and I said my accountant's name is Larry I said Larry I do not give to get anything including an IRS write-off and I said God forbid that I would give money for a write-off that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about those of you who have been blessed immensely and those of you who have sold business and those of you who are are capable and I'm not talking about the people that typically support me I'm talking about those that have never done anything for anybody it's in your act of giving out of the blessing that you will be blessed and I'm not talking about giving it to my ministry I have no ministry I only minister to one his name is Jesus and if you guys get to listen in then praise God but the point is we can make a difference and I can tell you this when you get an email like I got and he said Steve, I've been abandoned by the country I loved. I'm missing parts of my body, and nobody in their entire life has ever given me their word and kept it. And when you said you give veterans your books, he said, I thought you were full of bullshit. I'm sorry to use that language, but that's what he said. And See, we don't pull any punches on this show. Um, right, and I'm sorry, but, you know, when I quote somebody, I know that there are the self-righteous people out there that think I'm a potty mouth if I say that. I'm quoting him. And he said, but when your book showed up and you FedExed me, he said, I wept. And he said, God, you must be real because there's somebody that kept his word. I'll tell you what, was it worth giving that man books? I'm not saying this to, to you know, to, to tear at anybody's heart. Look, Bruce. You know, I'm serious about this. We can make a difference. And, and, and if God in his mercy would give me a great deal of money, and I mean that. And look, you know, I, I've been in business. I've been blessed. I've been a, a base. A, you know, good night. I've had my battles like you've had your battles. But to do this right, it would be my desire under God. If he would give me the desire of my heart, I would take every veteran who's living on the street and put him in a home. And I mean not a veteran's home. I'm talking about uh, an adopter. I'm talking about I'd give them the gospel. I'd, I'd, I'd do everything I could to make a difference in those life. And I wouldn't force it on anybody, but I'd say, come, those of you who are thirsty, come and drink. Those of you who are naked, come on, I'm going to put the clothes on you. Those of you that are hungry, come on. My master, Jesus, isn't a soup line. He isn't a soup kitchen. He's a king of glory. And if you can feed 5,000 on the mouth, on the mountains uh, of Israel and with a, you know, a couple fish and a, and a loaf of bread. By the way, that kid's mother was the best survivalist. You want to know somebody who was a survivalist? Bibles, it was the mother of the child that went with the loaves and the fishes that Jesus could multiply. Amen. I cannot 
believe that people cannot put into uh, uh, you know reality the things. So, Bruce, that's what I'm I, I'm actually pleading tonight for those of you who are blessed financially. There are some of the people that I mean, the Lord's impresses upon my spirit. I'm not I'm not like I don't have anything designs on this, but the Lord's impressed on my spirit that there are people literally praying that hear this. God, you've blessed me with great wealth. What do I do with it? There's no higher investment in turning someone's life around to the glory of God. You cannot invest in anything better. The scripture says, he who gives to the poor lends Amen. to the Lord, and the Lord will repay. Amen. And i got news for you, Bruce. I have literally been before the judgment seat of Christ. I have been translated there. Whether people believe it or not, I don't care. Those who know me know it was real. Those who grew up with me when I got saved know it was really real. Uh, and the thing is, is that when you look into the eyes of Jesus and he looks at you, all your works are instantly made known. You don't get to say to the Lord, well, you know, Lord, I really meant to do this, but, you know, I was having a hard time meeting the mortgage. None of that. Instantly, what's born of the Spirit is at your feet. It's precious. What was born of the flesh is gone. It's burned. And I've been there, and I've actually had the Lord look down at me from the judgment seat of Christ and say, Steve, why, when I gave you so much, did you do so little? And I said, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. And I was weeping, okay, because this is the same Jesus who appeared to me in, in, in my in my you know previous time when he revealed himself as the Son of God to me in all his glory. And I'm talking Jesus now. No man seen God and lived. And I just want to get that straight. Yet now I'm before the throne of God, translated out of my automobile, which was driving at an excessively fast speed. I've always driven fast. I'm not making any apologies for it, nor am I bragging. I just like to drive fast. The bottom line is, is that I can tell you this. When you see Jesus as your Savior, when you see him as, as your friend, it's also he is the one that will judge our faithfulness. Amen. And I know a lot of people that have been blessed, Bruce, and I know people personally that are in my sphere of influence that have been given so much that are absolutely so tight that three and one oil and WD forty couldn't budge a nickel. Okay. Let me say something to the people out there, Steve. Uh, God is not a man that he can lie, but he watches over his word to perform it. And God says, if you remember the poor, it's as if you have lent to me and I shall repay. So uh, what is my investment advice tonight? Help the poor, help the widows, the orphans, the veterans, and Israel. Bless Israel, because God says if you bless Israel, I'll bless you. If you curse them, I'll curse you. But, Steve, I want you to speak uh, to the people out there, okay, that uh, still have some finances, okay, but uh, they've been uh, going on the advice of um, their stockbrokers, which is saying put your money in the stock market or put more money into your IRA or take your money and put it under a a mattress. The reality of it is uh, all three of those methods are going to cause you to lose everything you got. If you've still got any capital left, uh, what is uh, some practical advice you can give people who have been considering maybe getting into metals. Okay, first and foremost, food first, Bruce. If they don't okay. have food and a water purifier and they don't have their basic necessities, sleeping bags and stuff, I tell everybody, and I, I say this, I probably sell less metals than I could because I tell people, you don't buy metals with money you need to buy provisions for. And look, I don't believe in the uh, three-day, 72-hour kit. I don't even believe in a six-month kit. I believe that Y2K and how many people have lost their jobs, you prepare as best you can, and when you have any leftover excess, look, it's no secret, gold and silver have gone up 28% per year for the last 10 years, and, and until this recent pullback, silver was actually up almost 56%. So the thing is, 
is is that if you can't touch it, you don't own it. People call me. Well, should I invest in silver ETFs? Should I move my 401 IRA keys, you know, whatever defined benefits program, into gold and silver? If someone else stores it, you don't own it. Well, I don't want to pay taxes. Would you rather have 70% of something or 100% of nothing? And, and I get back to people. I will stay up sometimes all night if I need to to get back to people. They're up to talk them about the metals. Nobody else does that, as you know. The thing is, is that, look... I can only do what I can do. I cannot answer the questions, uh, you know, when is it going to happen? I don't know that. And I want to make something clear. When I put up alerts from other people giving me information, I put it out there for others to verify. Not once have I ever said, on that situation, thus saith the Lord. I'm not a prophet. I'm just a watchman. You know, people that are going to fault you will fault you or fault me for anything. Listen to me. The parable of the talents, ladies and gentlemen, is about the faithfulness with the physical assets that God had given the servants. It has nothing to do with singing in church. It has nothing to do with writing God poems. All that stuff is fine. I'm not belittling that. But when it talks about talents in the parable of talents, it's called the faithfulness with money. Those of you, uh, how dare you tell me I'm selling fear to sell metals when you've lost, uh, some of you, seven figures, six figures in the stock market. How is that good stewardship? Because you were too lazy or too apathetic to get involved with your own money. And money is a blessing. Money is life. Every dollar you've been given, every dollar you earn is ultimately turned into calories. If you don't eat, you die. Uh, So, number one, you advise people to get a water purification device. Number two, food. And then if they still have any money left, uh, get out of the cash, which is going to crash. Put it into something tangible, namely gold and silver. Right. Okay, and, 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 I wanna, silver, and by the way, I'm probably one of the only dealers that has uh, a pretty major amount of silver eagles that can be bought, uh, you know, really quickly. Uh, if people don't know this, U.S. Mint has cut the production of silver eagles and gold eagles because of, of my place in the marketplace that I've been in for so many years. I have access to it, and if I can't deliver it, I won't sell it. Now, if the post office screws it up, and they do sometimes, and it's five days or seven days delivery or whatever, and sometimes, you know, I had a screw-up the other day. I screwed up. I didn't get something shipped out one day. I had to ship it out three days later. But it was just because everybody wanted everything at once. You I've know, got one God, minute left, Steve. Give out your contact information. Okay. If people want to contact me, then contact me at 406-586-4840 from uh, 9 to 5 Mountain, 406-586-4840. If you want me to call you back and discuss what you would like to do or need to do, uh, send me an email, steve777 at stevequail, S-T-E-V-E-Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. And for those of you that have been blessed with great wealth and want to help people, you can make the biggest difference in people's lives that absolutely bless you in the kingdom of heaven. And, and you can look at being faithful instead of faithless with that which God has blessed you with. I love you, brother. God bless you for coming on tonight. Uh, it's, uh, it's always an honor, and I hope we can get you back, Steve. Man, time just flew tonight. Oh, uh, yeah, folks, I did. And Bruce, bless you. That is Steve Quell, stevequell.com. If you missed the beginning of the show in about 15 minutes, it will be up on the archives. And uh, listen, folks, um, if you have nothing, which I'm pretty much in that category, too, uh, what do we do? Um, we seek the Lord. And if we've done all we can do, God is going to provide. He'll bring down man if he needs to. All I was trying to tell people to do is if they still have some tangible wealth, don't keep it in the uh, in the stock market. It's all going to be taken away. Put it in something. At least you can make a little bit of money back. Buy extra food. It'll be a great witnessing tool. Okay, that's what we're supposed to do. Help the widows, the orphans. 
feed the poor, bless Israel. And then uh, I want everybody to come in Saturday night, MiracleInternetChurch.com is the website, Dr. Pat Holliday. Her and I do the School of Deliverance every Saturday night at 8 p.m., and you can learn about the spiritual warfare weapons that we've been talking about, how you can fight the host of hell. Thank you, for everyone, for tuning in tonight. God bless you. Uh, add me to your friend list on Facebook, facebook.com slash omegamanradio.com. Support this program, and uh, tune in every night. We have a program at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, some nights we do 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, tune in. We'll uh, broadcast as long as the Internet continues to go. And, uh, again, um, we're not trying to preach fear here. We're just trying to tell people to wake up because time is short, and we've got to get busy about the Lord's business. So, again, tune in uh, Saturday nights, 8 p.m., for the School of Deliverance. It'll be the the best allocation of your time uh, that you can make right now because we're all going to need to know how to operate in these last hours. And uh, we need to understand what uh, Jesus was talking about when he says, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. Uh, I give you the keys of the kingdom, buying and loosing. And that's, that is the key to making it out of this end-time scenario. Uh, at that, my time has run out. God bless everyone. We'll see you on the next program. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio.